Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 13, Episode 1, The UFO Conspiracy. You know what you need, my friend, after that kind of breath? A tic-tac. <laughs> gonna say a stiff gimbal? Oh, yeah. oh, I'm Thomas Gimbal. What's a, no, John Gimbal. John Gimbal. <laughs> I'm John Gimbal. <laughs> hey, guy. Yeah, is that like, Classic what's his face Arnold. as... The guy from oh. The Room or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, hello. I'm yeah. John Campbell. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Tommy well, Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> Wiseau-Schenager? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're flogging down. Take it easy. Now, who here speaks what Joey's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who here speaks the language of the challenged man? Yeah. Over here. <laughs> He's uh, <laughs> D- Darar. <laughs> I was trying to say our term. Because oh. <laughs> in this land, we do not say the bad word. Oh, uh, he pulled up and uh, exited a bus that was very small. <laughs> not as long as a regular city bus. Yeah. And I smelled shit from his pants. And I'm pretty sure it's different from a fart because it still sticks around. <laughs> I think that's how we all would know <laughs> that a shit is different than that, farts, yeah, too. exactly that. I mean, it's a fart that doesn't go away and it's physical. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> is. I mean, a fart is wet. physical, too, I guess. I mean, it can be a dry shit, but yeah. A fart is really all just perception, you know? Right. So it's like when I have a kid. I identify as a fart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when I have a kid, I can just not wipe the shit because if I. It's like Schrodinger's shit. I can perceive yeah. that it never was there. Right. And that it just evaporated like a fart. Exactly. Until Child Protective Services comes to my house. So. This is a disgusting story. My psychology teacher told us, which, I mean, who knows how true this is or not. Mm-hmm. But he's like, sound a little children. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're about to dig deep into a child's <laughs> asshole. Uh, <laughs> Ten minutes in, they haven't gotten in the fucking But that, I think it was my psychology teacher. Anyway, there was like some lady who got arrested mm-hmm. and all this stuff because... She didn't change her baby's diaper ever, and the shit built up so much in the kid, it started puking shit. Oh, my God. So, again, I don't know how true that is, but how backed up and, like, how the fuck, like, that is so fucked up. Mm. Like, sorry to bum everyone out, but if that Uh, story's true, it's like, that is insane. Yeah. You're you're currently dating that kid, right? Yeah. That kid's me. Yeah. <laughs> I eat so my when own I, shit. So when I jerk off, I'm yeah. dating that kid. Exactly. Hey, you want to go out sometime? And uh, <laughs> you know, I buy him dinner yeah. and uh, uh, jerk him off. Similar story that's a little, it's gross, but a little more on the funny side that for sure happened in real life. Um, my Matt w- farted in my car and didn't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, to what you said, like, I'll get him back later or something like that. Oh, I will. Does that mean a fart in retaliation? It's whatever I want it to be, but it'll be disgusting. Yeah. Um, no, my wife was... Probably uh, when he's sleepy, because that's when he's the most grumpy. Right. Uh, my wife was going to the bathroom, and... You know, number had, one or number two? It was uh, number three. Oh, uh, shit. So she had a little, you know, Lucy, Blood? loosey-goosey. No, no, no. Oh. Just, <laughs> come? Yeah. Child's come? Yeah, I mean, uh, my, it's number my three, child's right? come? You mean uh, by your child, you? Right. You are the child? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, did I hear <laughs> my come? Yeah. Mung. Uh, <laughs> did I hear yeah. children in a dress? <laughs> yeah. What if Childress? Sorry to cut you off. No, like we'll come back, but if Childress was an archaeologist. A.K. Modern Day Indiana Jones, just so he could dig up old corpses, because at the end of the day he was into Hmong parties, right? Right. Yeah. And yeah. He just wanted that rot, yeah. shot right into his mouth, yeah. straight from the source. I also just thought of a character or a podcast called Snarkyologist. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright this episode of the show. Yeah. That's how you do it, productions. Exactly. Joe All Steve. the accoutrement. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> she geez. she went to the bathroom. Witch it. Witch it. <laughs> the softest bread. Um, and. Uh, and the phone, uh, the, a work call rang. Oh boy, um, this is the worst nightmare potential. So she was she was cleaning up. So she was mid cleanup, but she was expecting this call. She had to. It was one of those things where it's like, of course you waited till I was going yeah, deep to shit that. on the yeah, toilet. Right, right. And she comes back after the phone call, and our older dog Callie, who was a German Shepherd. Yes. Uh, got about three licks of the diarrhea from the bowl in before Sarah rewarded her and joined her at the bolt. No, yeah. uh, before <laughs> before she shooed her away. And because, yes, my wife was also gagging as well. There's certain she... triggers that make me puke. <laughs> but my this dog is fine. She didn't get sick off of it. I'm sure. Um, so she left to go get the phone? Yeah, she, didn't like, have her she cell cleaned phone up and then the went, car. oh, shit, and then ran to go. It was her work phone, which is her, like, a headset thing. Oh, okay. So she like had a to, Zoom, basically. Yes, she ran out to her her desk. And, and let, then, she she didn't have time to flush, and she huh? just Yeah, she huh? just ran huh? over Come and on, then bro. was going to go back and finish. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and came back to my dog, who has never once ever tried to eat fecal matter of right. any kind. Or drink water out of the toilet bowl. Ex- exactly. And but so, she's so in love with... I guess. The coozer. Well, and I said, like, you must have eaten something very delicious that didn't get processed yeah. uh, in Zap your body. Red. But, uh, yeah. Um, uh, to add on to that, mm-hmm. um, it definitely happened once, almost two or three times. But when my I first had my cats, I think I told you this, mm-hmm. they were kittens. So uh, probably, like, less than a year old. I think I remember this. <laughs> I think actually probably, like, 12 weeks or something. Mm-hmm. They're running around my apartment, chasing the shit out of each other. Yeah. I'm stand-up pissing with the door open because in oh, that yeah. bathroom, the light just never worked. Yeah, yeah. Rocking a hard piss, and Bubs, the black and white cat, yep. jumps into the bowl yep. mid-piss. Uh-huh. So I'm pissing on the cat <laughs> as it's splashing around in the toilet. Right. And then I had to, like, hard cut off. Right. She's freaking out. I, like, chase her down so she wasn't yep. running around covering the apartment in yes, piss. exactly. <laughs> and then had to, like throw the shower on like right. hopefully cover her ears just so they don't get like her. an infection yep. and then just like soak her off that way yep. and let her rip because <laughs> you were you knew she was going to get out to a safe distance and do that full body shake or just piss. rub around or right. just running around the house yeah. potentially dripping piss yeah. anywhere she'd go right so. to your bed or something oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. i can't stop once i start it stings. <laughs> okay. yeah that's exactly <laughs> um so yeah we all have Toilet bowl. Yeah, animal, animal fecal yeah, stories. Exactly. Um, while I was cooking with my family over last night, uh, my wife and siblings were watching um, My Strange Addiction, and one of the stories was a woman who got addicted to eating her cat's oh, hair. Mr. Volante, my brother's Oh, 
uh, <laughs> got addicted to eating her cat's hair, mm-hmm. and I was having those gags. Cause oh, I, cause eating I, hair is disgusting. Because they just had it on with the subtitles and stuff, and I was like in the kitchen in eyeshot of the TV, and I was right. just like, oh my God. She was just, because she would ball it up in the very tight chunks like that would be in oh, your I laundry. I watched that one. Because she, that one. she had to, she didn't have to. She decided that because her cat post-surgery couldn't groom itself, and of course the vet means you'll just need to fucking brush her like a normal person, Right. Uh, she decided to groom her the way her cat knew how, and then she got addicted to it, and then was told Which by her doctor that, Ugh. that Ugh. if she didn't stop, that within a year she'd have a deadly blockage, <laughs> So, because yeah. uh, humans don't really produce hairballs. Right. So. And I feel like one's like, I've done this for 20 years. Right. Uh, one of them was... Uh, Yes, it was a gal that ate talcum powder. And well, they, I saw and a girl had... who eats the cat hair too, and she's oh, like, wow. "I've done this for like ten oh, plus years, oh, wow. never had a blockage." So yeah, this fuck girl, you, this girl, it was only like two years or something, but yeah. it was enough to. Oh my god! And then there was a girl that ate fo- a memory foam mattresses. She Ugh. would just rip pieces off, and she's like, "I've eaten ten mattresses oh, in the last five years." That's expensive. Yes, I was like, "That is an extremely expensive eating habit." <laughs> Um, Where do you even find, like, do you buy them new? Do you just, like, I know. buy old, weird one? Right. Like, because it's illegal to sell those. On, like, it's illegal to sell a mattress. At a restaurant. Used. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. For sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, unless they cook it through and through. But no restaurant will serve a mattress <laughs> exactly. fully cooked. Well, you don't want that, like, off-white kind of yolk that's inside the middle exactly. of those mattresses, like a batter. Yeah, yeah, it's the not cream and yeah. uh, just the, the dead skin and mm-hmm. flesh. Which, of course, now we're showing that we also eat mattresses because yeah. we know so much about the we preparation. <laughs> we're gooseurs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll chump anything. Yeah. I'm a gooseurus. Yeah. Chump and no chump. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because you can't sell mattresses. Right. You might be able to give them away, but it's just because they're so disgusting. And like, yeah. it, it's such a high likelihood to spread disease that right, like, right. you have to dump it. Or that's it. Yeah. Or eat it. Yeah. Exactly. Eat the evidence. Consume. Exhume to consume. <laughs> and she was also morbidly obese too. And and, and different of course, than morbidly angel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> morbidly obese. <laughs> uh, but she and so then we of course we're all wondering is she does she also eat normal food that's bad for her? Oh, you have to. Or is or, oh, or is our mattresses right. extremely high in calories? Uh oh. What's Sorry. Up? Um, Gorsh misunderstood mm-hmm. and said, uh, sorry. Oh, planning our weekend thing? Yeah, because he's yeah. like, oh, Sunday or Friday, then we're... Oh, neither, sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, we can move it, too. Anyway, let's not plan yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, so... Oh, or he's joking. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so this is... God damn it. This I is, fit uh... for it. God damn it. Fell for the air. It's recorded. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm an idiot. Uh, anyways, yes. Uh, phones upside down, huh? In the trash. Stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, we always place our phones upside yeah. down while recording, <laughs> like people that pretend to pay attention yeah. in meetings. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Even though it's just, even as, even, it's like equally as distracting because you're having the urge to wonder what lies beneath. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You want to turn that panty you're, you're, over. You're, well, you're always in the middle of watching the, the Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Harrison Ford movie, What Lies Beneath. Exactly. <laughs> you just want to sneak a peek at those little panties. Exactly. That red dress she wears, yeah. lingerie, whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I've seen that movie. It's where um, his he has a mistress. Harrison Ford has a mistress that's di- that dies, and she she possesses Michelle Pfeiffer, who is his wife's body. Mm. So like it's it's a uh, you know or or it's vice versa Weird. or yeah. the body Michelle mistress I don't know Michelle mistress is the Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone the fi- was Pfeiffer. I don't know if it was 
God, what podcast? Was it a podcast or Howard Stern? No. Maybe a Brazzers film? Maybe, yeah, uh, because I've been listening <laughs> to that Not For Everyone podcast. Those guys. Oh, yeah, shows. yeah. It's a pretty good, good, good podcast for like old, weird, scary movies and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I can't remember if it was that or something else, but like somewhere or maybe oh maybe it's how did this get made but basically there's a movie where the wife dies Mm -hmm. comes back Mm -hmm. and possesses their daughter and then the daughter like fucks the dad dad. yeah it's like some super fucked up movie (laughs) and i can't remember Hmm. because i've been doing a lot of driving up and back and forth the lake here so i've been grinding through all sorts of content so now it's everything's kind of a blur right right fuck but anyways that's super you've been listening to a lot of blur too right exactly oh taboo three (laughs) taboo is a series of 70s porn movies about incest just incest in general yeah no because i I learned about those listening to love line with adam Kroll and dr drew because that was like his coveted movie was taboo two the sequel uh, it wasn't called the sequel because back then it the wasn't sequel. even the because now in all the streaming services and internet content it's yeah. like the step mom I mean there's yeah. probably some that are also like I'm your mother you know there's I, there's I, old laws there's old fucking archaic laws that prevent such ideas from happening in our what should be a freely sexual society even between consenting family members uh, no there's well there's I laws, got a good question for you after there's that. laws uh, <laughs> as an incest uh, porn well, <laughs> expert just a, a funny yeah. thing to think about but there are laws against like even implying an, or like showing a fantasy, unless you literally have the characters like saying, "I am this actor, and we right. are not dad Which they and daughter for, and mo- da, da, da. For, for porn." Right. They have to like show their like license and like yes. ID and like film it. Like, and so to avoid that, they'll just do the step <laughs> thing more often than not because it, right. it's just it's an easy loophole to not have to do all. Also, that I also stuff. feel less gross watching it. Yeah, because of like, course I don't yeah, want yeah. that fantasy. Yeah, yeah. actual. <laughs> Disgusting. I don't want my stepmom either, but I mean, well, at least ugh, there's some yeah. some gaffage. Not happening. yours for sure. Um, no, but PTR mm-hmm. Pat the rapist, yes. uh, good friend of the show <laughs> and medical doctor. Yeah, well, we don't need to dig deep in that. But uh, <laughs> he was a proctologist for a while. He 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 asked a question. He, I have a lot of good content of him drunk that I've sworn to never show unless mm. he's there to prove it. Unless the Patreon tier is high well, enough, it could be where he he talks about yeah. all kind. I think I've shown you that. Where or I never sent it to anyone, but I'll show them. Talking about blowjobs and bottles, and he's sucking. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, he's like, okay, so what's like? Why is incest illegal, Joey? I'm asking you. Uh, usually, the reason is because you want to prevent uh, genetic inbreeding and making weaker genes. Right. So if that's the argument, like Jordache and Lee versus Levi's, which are a little stronger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got gross oh, snakes. Gross saying, snakes How's here. it going? I came in at blowjobs. So, <laughs> so did we. <laughs> really mature. So his question, which is just not that I'm arguing for any, or we're mm-hmm. arguing, but it's just like, well, that makes sense, and it's, it is a good argument. Is yeah. If that's your only reason yeah. for not allowing is offspring. incest yeah. is offspring, then you should. You don't want to create more people that listen to the offspring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I just blanked on their fucking shitty music. It's my mom. I want my mom. Hey, maybe now. a hand jump from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Was this Wheeler Walker Jr.? <laughs> yeah, it turned into a <laughs> sucking off guys. Really um, so, but if that's your only argument, then it should be incest should be legal for gay couples, right? Exactly. Like, dad should be able to fuck son, sister, sister, mom, sister, sister, yeah. brother, brother, like yeah. those types of situations. Then, what about aunt niece? 
whatever you want. At that point, you should be able <laughs> right. to mix it up however you want. Which is then everyone's no, like, "That's disgusting." Like, that's well, also an anti-trans just, law because a, a trans woman intact could get her mother or sister pregnant. Well, then we're talking what's your original donger situation? Right, exactly. <laughs> a, the the original flonger, eight inch hanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hang in, you flop in, yeah. you tuck and roll. Um, but anyways, no, just one of those kind of funny things. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's your rule then. If you really go into the logic of most of these old laws, yeah, it's yeah. because of specific religious, sociocultural taboo. There's always yeah. there. There's always oh, yeah. there's always taboos. Well, again, I keep saying in, the in, in a <laughs> sociology class, there was like, again, I always forget what they are, but there's like seven taboos that yeah. or seven things that connect all humanity. And yeah. It's like you have religion, you have taboos, you have this, this, and that. But like some of those cultures across the globe and time yeah sometimes it's like oh you can marry your cousin and it's dumb because they don't know how genetics work but right. like if you're a boy you can marry your mom's like side of the right. family yeah, yeah. And, and vice versa and all that because like oh yeah. that's the where the genetics cut off so right. then it's okay or the reverse like oh you can marry your dad's side like right. i don't know it's all fucking yeah. stupid but just I, like same like to your point like i took an anthrop cult, uh, cultural yeah, anthropo- anthropology, anthropology or class. sociology one of those and i remember I the both, i can't remember yeah i remember the professor was um uh talk it, we had a whole uh subject on taboos and religions and other cultures and she's like she's like as you get down and she she always had weird lectures because she rehearsed them so she was always reading them off of her like like she had like notes and it was just like this sounds like you don't care about teaching or whatever because she because she well, it was always like all questions at the end please yeah. da, da, da. I knew but, teachers that jerked off because they're like <laughs> once I get a syllabus down because he gave them the eyes yeah though. because <laughs> I <laughs> let them <laughs> I knew they jerked off because I watched them <laughs> uh, it was my hand yeah but they would they would always be like stoked like nope once I get my syllabus down yeah. it's just autopilot for three or four years That's until like, something wow. kind of changes and then I have to deal with it but <laughs> okay it's like, all right it makes sense I guess. But but I, but I always remember her in her weird performative way. She was like, and the something something tribe of Southeast Indonesia is very remote, and the incest taboo does not exist there. And that does not mean that mothers are you know marrying their uh, sons and da da da. But it comes up like basically she's like, as babies, the male children, if they are fussy and crying, the mothers will rub their penis in a oh, sexual yeah, manner a to calm yeah. them down. And I'm like, okay. You know, okay. I wish I yeah. was yeah. suck that one. You want your yeah. mom to suck you off? <laughs> <Not here. laughs> I wish I was the Soft mom. Bread. Sure, <laughs> yeah. those boys. that was... Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like stuff like that where it's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, I don't know even, what we're talking e- about. <laughs> even if a man with gills behind his ears wants to come in from 17 months at sea, he exactly. can fuck the daughter because right. we try and avoid those types of things. <laughs> Which that stupid movie's been on cable a lot. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, welcome. What man turns down a woman. <laughs> welcome to our uh, podcast about the show Ancient Aliens. Yeah. Um, ancient Water World. Yes. Future Ancient Water <laughs> the World. The Mariner. Yeah. Um, uh, Dolphins. <laughs> I'm a fussy baby. Um, but yeah, they uh, have a role playing where you can't be the right. baby, and your co- your mom yeah. can rub you down. Now that's a good scenario, good business opportunity good called scenario. the role plane, where right. you can rent a plane, mm-hmm. and each plane is dedicated because it's in international skies. There's no laws. Uh, yeah. There, yeah, which of course like, they only well, serve white claws too. Once, um, once you're 25 miles up, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and and all of these you can role play as any sexual fantasy you want. So there's right. furry planes, incest planes, yeah. babysitter planes, right. uh, pedophilia planes. I don't know. <laughs> there's uh, the Epstein we, Express. Huh? Yeah, we call it we call it the eight millimeter <laughs> right. uh, experience, where it's it's all you just uh, fuck Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he then kills you. Yes, because um, uh, everyone's just wearing Joaquin Phoenix yeah. masks. <laughs> I remember I watched was, that movie a few times, yes. which is now going back and like that's actually a really disturbing movie. Yes, like, it is. <laughs> he's seeking out a yeah. real snuff film and yep. having to piece together these Asian women who are in the same film yes. or multiple films that they're not actually getting killed. So he has to watch them very closely yeah, yeah, over yeah. and over again. Yeah, because yeah. he goes into the back room or the underground room under Joaquin Phoenix's porn shop or whatever. Yeah. And I remember like the first scene he walks in, Joaquin Phoenix is like. Hello, sir. Can I interest you in a uh, in a um, vibrating vagina or an elongated fist attachment or something like that? Yeah, he was like, that was just vagina. his opening promotional yeah. thing working there. But um, yeah, I watched. That was a classic Pino film just in the yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's a new Nicolas Cage film yeah. <laughs> about yeah, snuff Cage. porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an action <laughs> film. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> yeah, me guns in there or something. Yeah, I guess. It's my kind of yeah, action. Con Air too. I think yeah, whatever you know. it is. Yeah, See, so he's uh, sneaking it around in Peter Pan clamshell just like you. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, thanks for uh, for tuning into our show here. Uh, you can also watch us do all this stuff on Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Aliens, just like uh, Grove Snake and Doll's Whip and uh, uh, East County Cracker and your brother, I think. Yeah. Um, but be like Steve's brother. <laughs> well, he was um, there. I don't know if he's... I don't see him anymore. And so. then um, uh, if you go to our... If you like our content, you can go to our Patreon page, our Patreon campaign. Patreon.com slash Probing Ancient Aliens, where for $5 a month or more, you get two exclusive episodes every month of two different podcasts. One is Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into subjects related to shit on Ancient Aliens. Um, And then uh, Adventurous Ghosts is our other podcast, which is just like this show, but about ghost adventures on the Travel Channel. So uh, all full of like breaking down the evidence, imitations, and, uh, you know, the same kind of half hour of animal shit-eating yeah. banter and things like that in the beginning, <laughs> it's, too. It's all just Joey doing Zach Reagan's, where yeah. <laughs> it's a political commentary on current modern-day affairs, right. but if Ronald Reagan believed in ghosts mm-hmm. and was still president. Right. <laughs> and had a haunted museum in Vegas. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Only um, shot in sepia tone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good Reagan. <laughs> Only shot oh, in no, sepia Oh, no, that was tone. just my my right. advertising voice for you. Oh, okay, Zach got it, Reagan's. got it. Yeah. Sounded <laughs> almost like the guy on the bus signs out here right. on the street. The really? Vietnamese man. <laughs> Not gonna do. It. Yep. Uh, save that for Filipino yeah. talk, okay? Um, but uh, uh, oh, podcast. Grove Snake says, "In my mind, Adventurous Ghost is another amazing podcast." Thank you, Grove Snake. Um, yeah, I, I like I like doing that one a lot too, and I wish we could do it like just as a second podcast every week, but we just can't commit the time to that yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just wouldn't be able to deliver like two weekly podcasts. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, usually have a segment called Reaching for the Stars here, where we ask you the little probar, probets. Yeah. Prolapstronauts. And, yeah. Let's just change it to prolapstronauts. Yeah. How about that? Uh, all you little prolapstronauts out there, uh, Who to go on. that term? Uh, was it Shures? Or it might have been Grossnake. I can't remember. I can't, someone. Someone gave us, because it was like we were looking for a gender neutral yeah. one or something, but, um, might have been Dusty, too. I don't know. 
Let's just name off all the fans we yeah, talk to on a regular basis. Fans. Uh, Bo Bandy's giving us some yeah. classics. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was just picturing someone creating a Twitch account called Not Bo Bandy's Daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's Bo Bandy. <laughs> right. Because I'm hey. not my daughter. Yeah. Um, that's how he talks to yeah, no accent I made, or anything. Uh, my own taboo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, reaching for the, go to Apple Podcasts, please, or your favorite podcast service of, of uh, choice. choice. Yeah, that makes I sense, think. right? Yeah, <laughs> your podcast service of choice. Yeah, that is makes sense. Google doing the reviews. You said it was. Coming, uh, right? I so Google Google Play Music is kind of going away, or podcasts are leaving that platform in a couple months because it keeps yelling at me like we're going to migrate podcasts over to Google Podcasts. So I think once they do, I think that app is getting like rebooted or relaunched. So I'm hoping they do fucking star ratings. Um, cause their whole point is like, they're trying to be as robust as Apple podcasts right. or whatever. So, um, or Spotify, I guess, which is kind of yeah. eating everyone's lunch, but it's a little spotty anyway. Um, yeah, usually we ask you to, uh, give us a five star rating and reviews in the comments of that rating. And we'll read it on the air and give you a shout out, but we have none this week except for a one star review. That's <laughs> the typical, uh, they don't uh, read the other one star right. reviews <laughs> and then write the same shit. Yes. Like, why did you not read it? Right. And then you listen. Then you you thought again. We've gone over this. You think your opinion matters so much, right? Where you didn't even take the time to read someone else's. That you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna influence anyone. And the latest one. If you want to uh, write them, I don't care. Just right to me, it's like it just doesn't. Hey, make put them on a pad of paper. Not so and then get it out of your system. Crumple it up. Throw it in the trash. Right. Give it then a kiss. Then post it. Yeah. <laughs> we just want you to waste the paper. Mail it to us. I will give out right. anyone who wants a one star address. Email me here at this and that. I'll give you my physical address. Yeah. <laughs> And a little kiss from exactly. with lipstick on there. Yeah. Um, I'll but, wear a uh, shirt all day. I'll mail it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get used to my scent. Exactly. You know, get yeah. uh, non-feral. A more comfortable. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that helps us uh, come up in the rankings. Unless you're from South Africa, where this latest person gave oh, us a right. one-star review. But Yeah, but they um, hate prawns down there anyway. They're exactly. assholes. Yeah, totally racist. French are assholes. <laughs> um, what'll be funny is if they listen to, to us say this. Again. No, it's them. Right. <laughs> and then you comment again. You it's like, hey. We know you're oh, they uh, can't on board here. Again. Um, can't get away with that. Can't triple stamp a double stamp. And then we're gonna skip the news section because this entire episode is gonna be about the news, about yeah, ufology it's like news, and everything. Old version of the modern right. changes, and it'll lead to easy comparisons and and actually a lot of loop closings to right. the questions brought up in this episode. Yeah, because they're like, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also super late. We got started late, so I think we can probably just get into it. I don't have to pee. You know, or poop. You, how you doing, Joe? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we have the newest Patreon. Patreon. I think we the la- last week's was um, Chris Coggins or Agro Ass or both or something like that. So, <laughs> thanks again to both of you guys something, for yeah, supporting us on there. Patreon. But if you feel um, you haven't gotten your call out as a Patreon, yeah, for just let us know. Message me. I, I answer pretty much every question on yeah. Patreon um, when I can. So, um, but yeah, how are you doing? Well, who was the first Twitch streamer? Was it, it your was brother? East. No, he he never wrote anything. I just saw uh, him. East County Cracker. East County Cracker. So <laughs> East County Cracker, Cracker and I ask, how are you doing, Steve? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, had a long weekend. Got some ride in the old UTV. Almost tossed her over. Yeah. Uh, watched a lot of movies up there because they're just kind of on. Watched D2, Mighty Ducks. Realized okay. <laughs> how shitty and like... Yes, in comparison to the it, first one. No, I like the second one better still. Oh, third well, one's the best though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the American Pie movies yeah. as well. Mm. Which those, honestly, it's always crazy. It's like, God, there were some hot chicks oh, yeah. in those movies. And normalized pie fucking, flute fucking, 
and prostate massage. Yes. Milking. Yeah. Always milking. Yeah. But D2 is so shit. There are so many, so many gaps. That's so where they're fighting like the gaps. Russians or something. No, the Icelanders. The Icelanders, yeah. And like, <laughs> there's just so much drama. And it's like, the oh. Bash Bros is <laughs> always a funny thing to <laughs> yeah, reference. Yeah. But like, those are the shittiest characters. Because yeah. they're like, <laughs> they watch like the coach getting like ice cream with the Icelandic, right. like, uh, tape, like, uh, health person. Yeah. yeah. The fucking medical chick. Oh, that's right. That's and a love interest in the movie, right? For a little bit, but yeah. then it's this other kid's mom because all he does is fuck kids' moms or something. No, oh no, it's like their like their teacher, right. or something. Oh stupid. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like the Bash Brothers see him getting ice cream, and then they're like the next the next more like, "How was your night last night?" He's like, "Oh, I just like jerked off and like went to bed," and they're like, <laughs> "Oh." Uh, Emilio, <laughs> that's not in the script. <laughs> yeah. Well, they asked what I really wanted. <laughs> what I did, I thought. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. you meant yeah. last night in, in the, my character's in life the in the movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I jerked off <laughs> on this Icelandish tits. Um, but yeah, so they're like, he's like, oh, you know, whatever, ate, went to bed, and like, oh, you didn't go out last night for a little little sweet tooth? And he's like, what? And they're like, maybe a little ice cream? And oh my like, God. they're all like pissed off that he's like trying to bang this chick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other scene is so stupid. Like, I got to pull up the song. I said no phones, but yeah. maybe I'll pull it up later. But it's that song, um, like, Ain't Seen Nothing Yet or something. But like, a, but like a 90s, Ain't like, rock. I think I know what you're alternative talking about. Alternative version. Yes. So it's extra douchey. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you want to play some tunes for bed? And like, okay. And they're like, kind of playing it loud. And I'm like, yeah, it's like mellow music, but yeah. kind of loud. But then I know I'm like, it turns into them moshing. Right. So I'm like, oh, does it cut to another song? <laughs> Like heavy metal of right. them like raging, and yeah, it's yeah. like no, it's just that song, and they're jumping right. up and down on the bed like raging fucking air guitars. Right, and like this is so fucking stupid. Yeah. This is oh, yeah. I love this movie as a kid, yeah. but it's so fucking yeah. dumb. No, even as a kid, it was like oh, when I know that Disney or Nickelodeon makes a movie, they're gonna try like Nickelodeon could be a little edgier, but I was like when a Disney Channel makes a live action movie or Disney well, in general makes a live out, action yeah, movie, yeah, because it came out in theaters, right? Yeah. Like when they when they make a movie, I know that it's only gonna be so cool. Even if it's good, it's not gonna be that cool because they just have to be. I was aware of the, their obsession with being family friendly, edgy when they tried to be edgy, mm-hmm. you know, and that really hasn't changed much to this day, right? Unless they're well, then their strategy became, oh, we'll just make other production companies that don't say Disney to make weirder shit, right. like oh, Tim yeah. Burton's movies uh, like and the Touchstone, Touchstone, and then yeah, DreamWorks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, not no. DreamWorks. What's it? Was it just Touchstone? Pixar, technically, um, but that's like no. But I mean, like they're like actual friendly. live action. Um, yeah, Touchstone. There was one other one. But I, I can't remember. Like it was yeah, because what's the one with the dickhead fishing? Oh God! Well, oh the one on the, the fishing on the moon—that's yeah. DreamWorks. That's Spielberg. So that's okay. not Disney. That's yeah. not Disney. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway. Anyway, so yeah, I had a weekend doing that. Yeah. How about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, it was fine. Um, played disc golf with uh, Ding Dong Bundy himself on Friday. Um, I got a haircut and I was like, yeah, I want to play golf. Matt wanted to play golf. Let's just go he over threw there. It up. Yeah, <laughs> I was right the by the branch. I, well, and I was right by the five too, so there was no reason not to. Like it, it yeah. was an easy zip over there, and it wasn't. Um, it was hot, right? It was yeah. warm, but the weather but the weather was breezy. Like it was nice. Yeah. So easy breezy, um, and there was almost nobody there. So oh yeah. Which now this is just super mom rock. Yeah.
Yeah, this is hey, like you want to go doctors. to bed, Joe? <laughs> yeah, let's put on some tunes before. Yeah, bed. yeah. Let's rock out with it. And then just. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's total spin doctors. Bullshit. Like, how are you raging? Yeah. As, especially as like the hardcore right. rock guys. This is more even garbage. even real kids would just be like, yeah, we're just grooving and hanging out, like not fucking mosh pitting in there. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's the classic like they still do it to this day, and it's not Disney, but it's like that NCIS show has the girl that has dyed black hair and little pigtails and a skull tattoo. Is that what your mom says? Alternate. Sorry, if I'm that's your... similar. Well, like, well, that was like, well, Gail especially was like, oh, she has like that alternative look. She's so cool, and I'm like, ten years before this, you would say she was a fucking freak walking down the street because also she's not as primped and proper as the blood splatter chick on NCIS yeah, or whatever yeah, that's yeah. made for old people to accept. Right, so. right, right. Um, Gross Snake Saint oh. MGM Studios. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I think no, MGM one. was partially owned by Disney. Okay, East um, County Cracker says sounds like another. <laughs> Something, something from, from Howard, Howard the Duck. Which that movie's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That's the first Marvel Universe movie yeah. ever. Super weird. Uh, and then Cajun Robin Hood said, what time do y'all start each Monday? Today we were oh, very yeah. late. We usually start around like 7-ish, something like that. Yeah. Um, 7, 7.30. But uh, yeah, today we got very delayed at a yes. restaurant. Um, a little disc golf. We had some, some food, yeah. but then it took forever yes. to get and then eat and just check out. It's so. like every step of the way took 20 minutes. Like At least. Yeah. Sitting down was 20 minutes, and then getting like getting Drinks. an order in was 20 minutes to a half hour. Eating and then getting the bill was like another 20 yeah, minutes to yeah, wait. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, fine. Um, Friday disc golf. Saturday, lots of errands. We went to Green Cheek Brewery to pick up some beer, had lunch. Um, and then I did a bunch of honeydews. I hung a bunch of pictures around. I moved. You fucked a bunch of melons. Yes, exactly. Um, again, thanks to American Pie normalizing yes. food fucking. But, um, yeah, I moved a, like a cabinet thing around because it was just kind of in a place where I left it because I was lazy. And... Um, Hung some clocks up. Hung, uh, got hung. Oh yeah. Um, I'm well, dead. I'm dead now. I went to the new store. I was one of the errands, <laughs> and um, and then Sunday, uh, martial arts practice, and then cooked the rest of the day. Everyone came over for chicken. Oh nice. Parmigiana. So, um, had a long awkward conversation about some family dynamics with my mom, but I think it was good. Yeah. After a while, but um, Cajun Robin Hood says fuck. Talk about West Coast elitism. Yeah. Because sure. we're talking Pacific. Yes. Or he didn't write fuck. It said Pacific. <laughs> fuck. I thought I said fuck. Again, my eyes and this distance and that little computer. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play Disc Golf on the Mountain this weekend at Sky High on Friday. Yeah, we got to get, I got to find all my light discs. Yeah. I might even need to do a run to the old store because I chucked a couple off. Yeah last time i don't also care that much this time because i have a lot of like mid-range discs and things now where i'm like i'm just gonna fucking throw those like i don't care but um because it didn't really seem like that much of a difference up there so i i'm willing to because worst case i go back up to the fucking starting thing and buy a fucking driver that's lighter or something Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh, plus i still have those those bolt errors or whatever at least a couple of those too right so um yeah that'll be fun uh i've told bick because he's never been like you gotta fucking prepare. <laughs> he has kind of bad knees. Like bring oh. your knee braces. Like you're gonna be fucked. You're yeah. gonna get well, fucked. And you gotta watch where your disc goes. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Was the disco? Yes. Um, 
like if you lose sight of it, the brush, mm-hmm. ev- like on every fucking hole, it's not yeah. like a nice grass. Oh yard. yeah, there's beautiful like, women brushing their hair oh, all yeah. over that it course. Is sick. But it, but then it's like a landfill of brushes. Right, right, so, right. It's rough. Yeah. Um. But anyways, you lose your disc just yeah. in that alone. Right. Not even just thinking of like throwing over a ledge and not seeing where it goes into a yeah. thick bush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, hopefully he uh, prepares a little bit for. Yeah, and also, and he's never been. He's never right, been. So. Yeah, so for and for sure this time, uh, like last time, I was dumb and I did not bring any Gatorade, which is fucking essential for keeping your energy up up there. So, uh, but yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, you also found that new dynamic disc cooler bag they have now. Yeah, I didn't buy it yet, so yeah. I don't know. Cause not that, that you have to. I'm just saying, like, right? It's tempting, and there's not really a reason, whatever, but. Um, it is not. It's also. It's like. Well, is it going to be? How much longer is it going to be hot? Should yeah. I just wait till next season? Right. or not? But, yeah, exactly. Um, in the meantime, I'm sure you can fit discs in the hole where the cooler part is. But which would be really uh, dumb yeah. if you couldn't. Like no, if, no, no. It shows. It shows like oh, either a shitload of discs, or cool. if you want to use the cooler part, then you just do that. I was going to yeah. say that would have been dumb. Um, but it would be tempting. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't. And I don't even know if it. Fucking thing here. Yeah. If it's waterproof <laughs> or one of those dumb, like, oh, you got to use a fucking cooler pack, right? Instead. Right. So yeah, exactly. Oh, is it like just throwing ice in right, there or right, something? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Modern Times bag that right. wasn't as great. As Oops. <laughs> I'd hope. Well, it was fine. It's just only you didn't put it upside down. Yeah, so. it didn't. It didn't allow me to fucking uh, shove the bag up in a train storage center. So, oh, um, Cajun Robin Hood uh, oh. gift shared tier one sub. He over for there. Doll's Whip. He gave Doll's Whip oh, a sub. Oh, wow. Gifted a sub. Thank he you. over there robbing Thank from the you. rich and giving to the poor Doll's Whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very saucy. Send thanks. Thanks. There you go. There you go. Thanks for the lightning bolt, Cajun Robin. <laughs> That's what it says. Um, it says gifting tier one sub. Wow. Very nice of you. I got to work you. on how to do all those emotes and bullshit. And yeah. I'm meeting up with my tier one yeah. sub this weekend. <laughs> Um, They've been a bad little boy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, then we have a nice long weekend off. Yeah, they gave too. us an extra day, so we'll have four days instead of yes. just the three. There's that West Coast elitism again. Um, oh, Southern Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what, wasn't also the one that's like, I'll, I'll be the fussy baby, or I'll be your fussy <laughs> baby boy. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you rub my penis. Yeah, there um, it is right there. Yep. So, uh, yeah, boy. I'd be a fussy boy. Um, I pronounce it fussy. Oh, yes. Um, But yeah, other than that, I think we can just... toe in my fussy. We can dive in. um, (laughs) That's my front pussy. Oh, you mean pussy? Right. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say last week? That there was some drunk girl at your lake, and she was like in a ditch, pounding the ground, pissed off, because you said the real story was that her friend was fucking a dude she liked. Right. But I said... (laughs) I was saying... (laughs) Daddy, my daddy won't tell me where my pussy is. And I kept saying that every day after that. I kept screaming it in the middle of the street in my neighborhood. Right, right. My (laughs) God. Okay. Um, And the worst part was that one guy was like, oh, I'll tell you where your pussy is. Hey, I think I found it. Come inside and I'll tell you where it is. Someone understands me. Uh, You can come inside. My mm. pussy. <laughs> oh yeah. As long as you tell me where it is. Soft red. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yeah. This episode is uh, the UFO conspiracy. It's the double length, double feature uh, season thirteen opener of Ancient Aliens. And um, before you guys start, oh, before we start, oh, now we're getting requests. 
Oh, can we dub Greta oh. as <laughs> Greta, Greta Moulton? Well, Greta, Greta Moulton now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From now on. We can. Sure, why not? Um, but uh, it'll be a little transition, but... Yeah. Uh, mean, well, it is funny, though, because transition. Greta does look like she did have the Joker serum, like oh, the yeah, Joker sure. gas or yeah. whatever, you know, so... Because they were, like, kind of gender-neutral creatures to begin with, yeah. and as they took all those hormones, they kind of split. Yeah. Chromosomal therapy. Um, but, uh, yeah, this episode was interesting. Um, it's the first episode that truly feels like current gen. Again, it's only two right. years old. So, and we're, again, we're catching and up in no leaps offense. and bounds. But, yeah. I know the show's about aliens, but, yeah. again, it has nothing to do with... I mean, there's some stuff, but it's, like, for the most part, like... The very <laughs> end of the episode shows, like, a dozen of the pictures they always fucking use of, like... Right. Emperor Jingwa's dragon yeah, ship, and they, like all the yeah. old men, and it's like, so have they been here all along, and right, whatever. Right, so right. it's like fine, but, um, but still, like they're understanding that even the people watching the show yeah, aren't only up. interested in just the mythological no, stuff, for sure. you know. So, um, and again, the show would be long over if that's all they focused yeah, on. Yeah, so. it's it's a gathering of experts and pseudo experts, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy a good Fago-based <laughs> cocktail now and again. Get those things sprayed around. <laughs> a Fago spritzer, yeah. nothing like it while you're in Sainsbury and or Sainsbury <laughs> in the Which hot I, summer in London. <laughs> quite nice. <laughs> uh, I have seen ICP several times live, and I did watch them kick a Fago two-liter bottle because they would like kick them and do all these things. I thought you were just going to say kick kick a kid in the fa- a fan in the face. Well, it's not far <laughs> off because the bottle oh. caps. Would twist off. They would twist them just right. enough to where the carbonation would finish it off uh, and rocket. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it wouldn't happen, so they just kick one and it fucking oh. whacked this girl in the head right next to me. Oh. Like she's just standing there and probably like Biff. 30, 40 feet back from the oh. stage. Just boom, kick it up, and I look and you just see it sail down, just like boom, oh. right in the back of the oh. oh, did you, yeah. did you pick her up, George McFly style? Are oh. you okay? Yeah, and then this white <laughs> trash guy and white beater kicked me in my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they've become all... Uh, Insane Clown Posse has become kind of Christian or something now. Like no, They've that, apologized well, for a lot of the bad stuff, and they're doing charity work and all this uh, stuff. And... Well, the Dark Carnival was a weird thing, my <laughs> friend, and knowing that it would come to an end... You I wouldn't was, think the Dark Carnival yeah, would be that weird, I, but it got pretty I strange. I always questioned it, but like... <laughs> It wasn't Christian as much as just like, oh, we believe in God, but it's right. not necessarily like a Christian God. I see, way, right? And it's like, oh, that's well, how it always talk- was, or um, when they changed from the Dark Carnival stuff, like when the Dark Carnival ended, and then they came right. out with like Bizarre Bizarre and stuff like you know, albums. <laughs> 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 bizarre Bizarre, yeah, Bizarre Bizarre. Um, double album release, same time was kind of weird, right? Right. right. And that's did you actually enjoy bizarre. their music? Oh yeah, yeah oh, wow. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like it was like we always like weird clown shit, yeah, and yeah. then like the lyrics and stuff, like whatever. It was like scary music yeah but had a funky weird beat and just weirdo shit yeah yeah uh now it's obviously like to a mainstream to a certain extent but do you uh, you have any i have some shirts i think still (laughs) i was gonna say did you have any like near love stories for with a girl at a icp concert again classic situation where me and my brother like this i hate everyone else who's (laughs) that's what i figured i'm the only person (laughs) for the most part me and my brother that even know what what this is at the time yeah or what's going on that's why i was shocked to hear you actually liked it because i was like i would think without even having to go you would just hate those people so much you would not no because when i got into i didn't realize those people were so trashy that then you're like oh my god like you like start connecting all these dots because it was like jesus christ like 
definitely late 90s. Yeah, that makes late sense. late 90s, probably yeah. something like that, I when feel like. When they were like on it. their rise up. Rise up, but then the internet's not quite as big and yeah. all this stuff, so you're just kind of like picking it up. Yeah. Uh, Psychopathics from Outer Space, okay, Black Truck mm-hmm. Stub. Um, were you exposed to them via Napster or other means? I don't know. I got it, like I said, I get a lot of influence from my brother, so he yeah. found them somehow because he was always digging music and all these things, right, right. so he stumbled across it, then got I it. got it. Uh, you know, like the Great Malenko album. Uh, it was on the last song of the Wraith to Shangri-La. Yeah. I've seen, oh, I've seen those shows. They launched those three. Right. Got it. Right. Uh, but, uh, well, I can't remember saying. Anyways, yeah, hate most of the people who are into it. Yeah. Right. Love the Billy Corgan part? I love the Billy Corgan Who's the part. Smashing Pumpkins guy. Right. Was yeah. he in? My favorite band. ICP? I don't know. What, did they have a wrestling crossover at some point? They did. Because he owns NWO Wrestling. Now. Oh, yeah. Because they were big into wrestling. So one oh, okay. of the fucking funniest things to this day still yeah. is... <laughs> fucking Glorp, says Glorp. West Coast Geek. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. And then Three Liter Bottles, JCW. West Coast Geek. Uh, ah, shut up, Scott. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah. God, I just and I just blanked on what it is, but they do this like overdubbing uh-huh. of wrestling, but like these crazy matches from like Japan and stuff, and Uh-oh. like cutting people yeah, and yeah. all this crazy stuff. But like, I die laughing watching that because uh-huh. it's just like, oh my god, here comes Ultraman, he's losing the power of the sun, <laughs> and he's like running around and like these 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 two fat guys they just call Ponderosa and Sweden House, <laughs> just like Sweden House, yeah, but they're like cutting, getting their heads cut open uh-huh. and stuff, and like. <laughs> They yeah I forgot they were like way into mm, wrestling yeah yeah big time interesting um, anyways sorry I don't know how oh we my bad <laughs> how funny my bad the Blink One Eighty Two guy oh. so he was confusing Tom DeLonge with oh, Billy oh, Corgan oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we still made the connect that's though. funny yeah I wish um, you guys are streaming too late that's fine Smashing Pumpkins just released two new singles the other day oh. too under a new Sumerian Records oh um, but uh, anyway um, yeah this this episode really. It's cool in the sense that, like, I feel like this is a, a very useful episode. If somebody asked you, hey, what's going on with all this fucking, like, government UFO shit right now? Like, the yeah. p- shit from the past two months during quarantine. I would go, you should watch this episode of Ancient Aliens. Right. Because it's not really about Ancient Aliens, but it will give you a very chronological uh, uh, set of events that led up to exactly what we just got confirmation on. Mm-hmm. Which is that, like... The other government organization, like these things were leaked or released or whatever. And now in 2020, we've got confirmation on, I think, all of them that the Pentagon says, yup, it's real. And we don't know what that is. The Navy right. said, yup, that's real. And we that was not one of our craft. We have no clue what it is. And that craft is likely made of otherworldly materials that we do not possess as human beings. So, excuse me. But, um, uh, but yeah, we get started. Uh, I guess it's not truly chronological, but it is yeah. the book end of the episode. But December twenty sixteenth, twenty seventeen, was kind of the world the 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 day that the world was introduced to Louis Elizondo and, and ATIP. Right. Yeah. Um, the New York Times uh, reveals the uh, they they have a big story release front page story I think, um, and reveals the Pentagon. Oh my God, the Pentagon <laughs> has Pentecostal. a UFO, <laughs> a UFO program, uh, and it's called ATIP, the Advanced. Aerospace Threat Identification Program. So it's a double-A tip. Double-A, MCO. And we have Nick Pope on this episode quite a lot, which I'm glad about. Now, 
this is an episode that almost needs none of the ancient astronaut theorists, and right. they do use Sukalos and Childress sparingly, and George Nori sparingly, um, and at least like Barra, whether he had clearance right. or not, he at least this this is his forte. This is right, the right, shit right. that he fucking is is really him him and Redfern, Nick Redfern, yeah. Nick Pope, all the Nicks. Yeah, um, they're all into the conspiracy this stuff, is especially what make his little breakfast sausage finger sizzle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say his breakfast sausage dick uh, hard. Well, probably that too. Um, but yeah, uh, Nick Pope comments here right right off the bat. And he says, and again, we're going to go quicker, but this is an, this was an, uh, a two-hour episode with commercials, so an hour and 24-minute episode without right, commercials. Right, right. Usually it's 42 minutes each. Yeah. So um, Nick Pope says, uh, now it's not quite a spaceship in a hangar with a smoking gun, but it's the closest we've ever seen. So it's talking about the release of this story, right? Yeah. Um, and which also made me picture the way he said it made me picture a spaceship with a cartoon arm with a gun smoking, yeah. <laughs> like or it's just gun, sitting yeah, in a hanger. And a rope, yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with an eight inch hanger. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite nice. Um, so yeah, this is again Luis Elizondo is the guy that stars in Unidentified, which is the show, uh, um, another History Channel show, yes, uh, produced by AE slash History Channel. Um, and it's it's the core guys in the To the Stars program, which is where Tom DeLonge, the Blink-182 guy, yeah. um, helped to popularize, because they approached him. We've talked about that at length. Um, still do want to finish that show. Like, I watched the second it, season, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't, we didn't finish the first season. I right. We only yeah. watched one or two episodes, I think. But yeah. um, but anyway, they have clips of Elizondo. We've all seen him at this point for a while. I don't think Unidentified had premiered yet. I think it, it premiered in 2019, I think, because I think... That was season one. Now twenty twenty is season two because they just were promoting it on mm-hmm. somewhere in the skies. But um, some kind. Um, but anyway, but it's interesting because now again, this is only a couple years old. This was like April or May twenty eighteen. This Ancient Aliens episode, and um, he's he's kind of the he was he was in this program, heading up this program, and basically going around to all sorts of X Files type sites for X Files type reasons. So mm-hmm. it's like. There might be some meta material here, or there was a crashed UFO here. We need you to go out there and evaluate if it's a th- a potential threat to humanity. So yeah. specifically America, but I mean it's you know to humanity in general. So um, so he apparently knew his shit, and he ended up quitting uh, because he went private, and that's how the show Unidentified got even made. It's how he got together with Tom DeLonge uh, because he didn't believe that. Um, a that the American people should have so many secrets hidden from them that are, are are a core factor in their safety of their lives, and also because, like we've talked about before, other government agencies were were laughed at a tip. They basically were like, yeah. "You guys are fucking stupid." So even Wasting though, time. yeah, even though mm. it's a fucking super secret program that's like super gnarly. Just like different departments or different segments of a business, right. people are like, oh, the fucking IT guys are fucking idiots, and then this, right, and, oh, right, the marketing right. guys are dickheads, you know? It's, right, it's right. that. They don't know what they're doing. They're wasting yeah. all their time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's the same level of of kind of rivalry and therefore some ridicule, propagandizing, right. things like that. Right. Um, and also, just like in uh, civilian life, it's why they probably all hide things from each other because right. if they were all cool with each other, they'd probably partner all the time, but that's yeah. sadly not they the They all want to be the cool guy who kept something secret or yeah. made something happen or just knew whatever yeah. that other people didn't. Yeah, and I, the Seth Shostak comes on. He's on here just once, but um, he's the guy that runs SETI right now, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. 
all the uh, the big satellite arrays talking to aliens. So he comes on and he is skeptical of ancient aliens, but this episode is full of kind of cool moments where it's like either people like him going, man, all these people I thought were kind of crazy talking about uh, secret cr- programs and the government's hiding it and whatever, like kind of saying they were crackpots. They were all fucking right. Like they, yeah. they literally were right in saying there was a that the government is hiding information about right. UFOs, and the government is denying they are studying UFOs. Right. So, um, uh, Nori, of course, is on, and he's like, "Now this Louis Elizondo guy's great, and there should be more guys like him, and I want yeah. more guys like him to be my little harem and have lunch uh, at Contact in the Desert with me, where it's a whole bunch of just." Latino bears like Luis Elizondo giving me the eyes, you know. Yeah. And they just shave their pubes all over my face, and I've got a new fresh beard <laughs> right. and coat of dark hair Toupe. for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, they go into how Tom DeLong met him to the Stars Academy. Again, we don't need to go into all that yet again. Uh, John Podesta, the former chief of staff and fucking uh, assistant and... Um, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, Bill Clinton's, I think, campaign manager, assistant, whatever. He's big in the Clinton family, so he's a he's a big uh, kind of political guy. He's he's got he's got the ins in the White House and stuff. Um, he's on this episode a lot, which is cool. But I think as I talked about last week, because he's on this episode, and I'm sure a few more this season. That's why David Wilcock announced on Twitter he wasn't going to be on this episode because mm-hmm. Podesta is also allegedly. Part of who helped Hillary Clinton and others organize and cover up the Pizzagate thing, right, right. Because, right. um, but he also helped leak the emails that during the campaign or something like that. Like, where I can't, I can't remember what happened in 2016 oh, okay. at this point. Yeah. But um, when Private there was servers, there was yes, that's what it was. That whole thing. Yeah. And so, um, Nick Pope glasses-less in this episode. He's looking pretty good. He looks oh, yeah. better without glasses, I think. Get that sandal flop rocking hard. Oh, yeah. Um, they show the gimbal video now that went out in uh, 2015. Um, and then DeLong and Elizondo themselves were the ones that released the following Navy video um, to the Washington Post the day after the New York Post article. So on December 17th, 2017, um, they break this story, which is really interesting because it shows like this cascading effect, right? This the, the door was open in a big way, and now here's the next one. Here's the next one. Um, Travis Taylor's on quite a bit. He's also featured. If you, I don't know if you watch the the upcoming like this season on Ancient Aliens, which is a first for the show too. Mm-hmm. They're showing Rami Romney. They're showing Childress up in a plane that disappears yeah. <laughs> in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and they and they're like new voices, and it's like, hey, I'm Travis right. Taylor. I'm talking about lasers and right. shit. You know, I'm Pee <laughs> <laughs> It's a new voice for you, Pee-wee. Yes, new voices. <laughs> I sure love porn theaters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you think of it, and then boom, that load is there. It is law of attraction, yeah. law of how these things come yeah. together. Like meets like. <laughs> yeah, the secret got it half right, right? Yeah, yeah. It was mostly about loads. <laughs> okay. The secret is you don't fucking tell anyone I'm jerking right. off in the back of this theater. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a it's not a huge symposium. It's just him and another yeah. guy. <laughs> you know that book, The Secret. I'll fucking kill you with it. <laughs> Beat that uh, shit. For the record, Travis Taylor yeah. likely yeah. likely very straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> likely not needing. You know, yeah, beautiful wife <laughs> probably not needing to jerk off into right. the back of a movie theater. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so <laughs> now they talk. Uh, Travis Taylor is on to talk specifically about how he believes these videos are valid, especially yeah. that one released on uh, December seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Because he's like, F-18 fighter jets are some of the fastest, most maneuverable fucking aircraft in the world. 
And this thing was going like, what did they say, 240 knots or something Humdinging crazy? all over the place. Right. You know, lateral. Is this the one where it's like 60,000 feet to one foot? Yes, exactly. Kind of it's like, it's like if any human being was in a craft that we make and did that, right. they'd be splattered all over the inside in yeah. a split and second. And even if it was a drone, like, I don't know how you could support all the electronics and, right. and gear inside of it. So right. that also didn't just go It would literally, with normal wall. metals, it would crush itself by directional right. changes that exactly. fast, you yeah. know? I was just gonna say, I think I feel like Travis Taylor is getting sucked off into the ancient alien world <laughs> and all the alien cons because he's mm-hmm. drifting into that like spiritual stuff. Yeah, a yeah, more the quantum work. consciousness stuff. Where I think he at, at first he's like, I'm a scientist. I'm a sci- I work for the yeah. government. I do these things. But I believe uh, this is shit. Caroline Corey is pretty milfy, if I have to say so myself. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Our screen just went You're super just, white. I don't know <laughs> what's happening. Oh, but anyways, yeah, he. Um, I think oh, it's yeah, part of go. the viral Trump campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they're trying to shut us down. Um, real, real quick too. I got an email or a or a side rail ad in my email inbox that was like, uh, vote like for Busty Tr- Trumps. <laughs> <laughs> it was vote for Trump twenty twenty. You're either uh, you're either with Trump or you're a socialist. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a pretty ballsy okay. campaign, yeah. but not surprising. And anymore. is that? Yeah, I wonder if it's like run by him or just some other group. Or it was the something for the Trump campaign, like right, Cali- right, right. or it was like Cali- trying to get Californians, let's yeah, go, elitism, yeah. to vote for Trump. Right, right. Um, uh, but but to, I feel like yeah, Travis Taylor's like, oh, I'll, I'll talk with this chick. I'll yeah. I'll say the things like the secret are real. Right, and right. Blah, blah blah. Like he's just kind of drifting. Like, oh, yeah. this is what the people want, and I can get a better response. Right. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because there's Cause open. I feel like someone else kind of made that transition too, where it's like, oh yeah, I'm. I'm this and that, but sure, I'll, I'll kind of drift into this. Other well, like round. Rami kind of has, but again, Rami also, I think, plateaued and hits a spot where, because I think this past season, he's talking to Sukalos on the, the a balcony fucking bar or something. Mm-hmm. And, and he is not, he's not disagreeing or agreeing with Sukalos. He's just going, well, this is what the historical Egyptian texts say. And if you want to think that's a god or what or a ship, then you know, like he's he's open minded to it, but he's still making it clear that he is not saying what Giorgio is saying. Mm-hmm. But he's totally willing to listen and explore it and figure it out. Right. Which I hope that that's where Travis Taylor stays. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> they also have. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just I was reading this thing. It says California militia for Trump, but. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking California Malifa, which then I started thinking Antifa, and now I was thinking Mia, Mia Khalifa. Mia Khalifa. <laughs> Is there like a Mia Khalifa Antifa? <laughs> just black kind hoodies with your tits hanging over. out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, just yeah. blasting Mia people. Khalifa edition Antifa yeah. uniforms. Right, right, right. For like sale. Jugs and, and such. Exactly. Jigs and sitch. You know, jugs. That's a store down on 27th Avenue. That's what we uh, sell. Which is a very New York thing to say, not yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, like, down on Service Road 17. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kegging down there. You know, down there, right up in Midtown. You know, I take the 405. Yeah. Next Wait, to the M&M I'm... store in yeah. Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, what is um, this, Vegas? M&M experience. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're also talking about um, how uh, Elizondo, lots of people believe that there is excuse me, the secret storage of metamaterials, so things not of this earth, material, metals, alloys, plastics, not of this earth that are usually coming from crashed you know, spacecraft yeah, yeah. of some kind. Um, Richard Dolan's on this episode quite a bit. Um, he's also has his moment where he's, he's, you know, all these people are, the first time they're coming on, they're like, it's fucking great because 
for like for fucking decades we were retards and now we're fucking not like it's like but it's but it's like i i was happy for a lot of them where i'm like right. yeah like at least a little bit of a win yeah right. you guys get a little bit of juice to go we should keep going and now going yep. going even harder which makes sense too because then when we see when we go to alien con that next year it's all about disclosure because it's right. like this was all happening through the summer of like 2018 so then yeah. like the next time they all got together alien con it was like let's just we're going fucking full deep on disclosure shit. Yeah. And they ha- I guess they had enough time to prepare like content and talking points about disclosure too. Um, they have this fucking guy, David Whitehead, that I think was at Contact, and he's the host of a show called The Truth Warrior. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. And he's like the little guy that's like kind of Canadian or something. And like <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. He's right. You just he, want to pop him like a yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a mix of Jason Martell and William Henry. Like he has just like like a smooth, snarky little like uh, Jason Martellness to him, but then kind of a sort of a sincereness, but a dumb sincereness like William Henry the Medallion mm-hmm, Man mm-hmm. has. Um, he doesn't say anything interesting, and I don't. And again, if you have to, you have to think of this show like these characters you've been following for a long time. Your Nick Pope's, Richard Dolan's, maybe they're newer to the game, but they've been on for like five, six seasons now. Here and there, it's like now you actually care that. They got that little win, right? Right. Actually, right, a right. pretty big win. But, but this guy, I'm like, this guy's been on two other episodes. I don't know who he is. And they give him like in I counted like in the teens of talking head moments mm-hmm. on this episode. It's like, why are you giving him so much screen yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Um, they talk about Robert Bigelow again. This the episode is just like extremely informational and giving you all the connections. It's one of the few episodes that respects the viewer's intelligence too, where it's right. like. This happened with this guy and this guy, and then this happened, and then this group was created, and they did this, and then this project, and it's like, okay, and it's almost hard to keep up at times. I have eight pages of notes for this episode, as opposed to my usual three or four. Right. Um, But uh, Robert Bigelow, who you might have known from our conversations, he was the original private owner of Skinwalker Ranch, then sold it to the uh, Mormon Utah real estate mogul that then started the show... Uh, the mystery of Skinwalker Ranch, yeah, which yeah, Travis yeah. Taylor is yeah, a star Bigelow of. <laughs> kept it all secret and, and yes. did research and stuff. But then he did so much research. But apparently, this Mormon person's like they've never researched this place. It's yes. like wait, but I watched this other video, yeah. and documentary with that dickhead with the stupid John hair. Knack or whatever his name was, and Jeremy Corbell or Corbell. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Knack is like the the Vegas based reporter Knapp. guy. Knapp, yep. Yep, that's yeah. friends with Corbell now. Yeah, but um, he's the one who broke what's his face's story. Yeah. Uh, why did I just blink? The guy who Bigelow. No, the he broke. George, oh, Bob George Lazar. Knapp Bob is Lazar. like him and Bob Lazar are like the big Sorry. combo. And yeah, then yeah. He kind of like drifts into other stuff too. Yes. But, um, yeah, Bigelow was always secretive and yeah. like all this shit. But now that they sold it to this Mormon guy, he's right. like, we're gonna open it up. But like, but then Bigelow did to this other dickhead. Yeah, Bigelow basically got tired of trying with the groups he was working with and yeah. just kind of gave up. And as a businessman, even though he's interested in all that shit, he's like. I'm going to still focus on all of my aerospace engineering storage warehouses where I can kind of, as we'll see in this episode, kind of force the study of metamaterials to be funded by the government so that then I can basically have exclusive rights to study the metamaterials with my huge staffs of aerospace engineers in my private locations that the government can't even enter into without a search warrant or something, too. Um, The cracker says they try to make that place so scary. Yeah, I know. It like really seems scary. But uh I would love to go there someday, but I think it's impossible for the public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um because I mean, you it's can not go like you around can, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you can go fucking I'll stay. I'll bring in out a the mule we'll haul ass in there. 
We'll uh, uh, we'll do dragon cosplay. Exactly. And yeah. His ego will be so yeah, stoked. So you know? stoked. Then we just beat the shit out of him. But um, fuck him first. Then yeah, beat exactly. The shit out of him, you know? Yeah. Beat the shit out of him with our dicks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we're gonna beat the shit in him that then it comes out of it. Yeah, we push your yeah, shit in exactly. like in training day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Travis Taylor goes on record saying, "I am so curious to see these reports of what Bigelow was studying and all that stuff, um, and and also the the confirmation that these videos they're talking about are real, and it's cool because I'm like, hey, little did he know that in 2020 he would have those confirmations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we get our first children's chime in here, and he doesn't say anything super interesting, but he says they have they've had these secret government programs for decades, and this is just the." Tip of the iceberg, and in my head I went the A tip of the iceberg. Um, <laughs> Only ten percent. What you see? Okay. <laughs> you ever seen Titanic? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then they asked the question: So was A tip the only secret program that maybe we don't know about? They also some of their news stories. Uh, they show the byline on them, and it's like written by Gaia staff, and oh, so okay. it doesn't mean it's wrong. But I've never really seen them even have any Gaia stuff as a source other than David Wilcock being a former guy guy right, right, source right, right. but um he's like a guy guy Pretty he's guy. a guy yeah. as guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we <laughs> that's also awesome. like, um I'm Gaia for pay I think yeah, Gaia for pay <laughs> yeah. um so the next segment starts off with um a secret meeting headed up by Senator Harry Reid of Nevada and then these two are like the senator of Hawaii and one yeah. other one and they meet in they the Capitol building. They all are building. trying to get north to come live in their state. Exactly. Back in the city. <laughs> <laughs> north. Yeah. The, uh, I, probably the biggest, I mean, probably not the biggest, but like the sleeper hit of Elijah Wood's like kid career, like yeah. child acting career. Because everyone's kind of would see that video cover at Blockbuster, but not a lot of people ever watched that Actually movie. pulled the trigger on it, yeah. Because it's it kind of has a weird um, Hudson Hawk vibe to it, but a right, kid's right, right, movie. Right, and Bruce right, Willis right. is in it, but yeah, like... Yeah. It just has this weird. It's like well produced, but then kind of all over the place. And, and it's like, just and it seems on? like it's just it's just a cameo mu- movie right. movie. Yeah. Um, well, it's a reason for him to go to Hawaii. You're younger exactly. there. It's four four hours ahead or whatever fucking thing. <laughs> um, but you like the senator behind. from Hawaii. Yeah. Um, That's. What... <laughs> uh, but yeah, the three senators come together so they could come together, um, and they were pushing. This is where they're pushing to have the government officially fund. Um, a program to uh, uh, study the most recent UFO incidents. So now that ATIP's like been revealed, like or sorry, this is the creation of ATIP. Sorry, they want to study the most recent incidents. They want to uncover things that have been covered up in the government that the public, you know, can handle. I guess. And if they have to, they'll delve back even further. But they really just want to deal with like the problem at hand. Yeah. And so, thus, ATIP is created uh, with the support of Robert Bigelow. <laughs> um, and uh, there's lots of John Podesta here, which is cool because he is an insider. If he, uh, he he was like personal friends with Senator Harry Reid and all this shit. Um, again, if he did all the bad shit that people claim he did, that is kind of gross and weird. But and a primary source is a primary source from inside the government, which is right. cool. Um, now they're talking about astronauts quite a bit here too. Um, or sorry, that's a little bit later. But uh, Bigelow said that. Or I'm, there's so many names in this episode. Sorry, okay. Senator Harry Reid said that the astronaut John Glenn, first guy in space, first American in space, is that the one who turns into the old lady? No, which one? Was that <laughs> she, that was on. Um, she was on like one of the Mercury missions as like a health um, vital sign person, and she was talking to Rob Evans. But that was like after we gone to the moon and stuff. Like I think, um, but. Uh, 
But yeah, that lady follows us on Instagram and really? has since 2018. Because I kept looked see- away we kept seeing and I her. looked up and I was like, what the fuck? Because I hear like this old guy talking. Yes. And Because they show a picture. Like, oh my God. They show a picture of her back in the 70s and she's a male. She appears yeah. as male, uh, presents as male. Um, but yeah, I was I always wondered because we saw her at, at both Alien Cons walking around quite a bit. She had some panels and things remember. too. Yeah. And uh, it's like Joanne Richardson. We'll get there in a little bit, but yeah. Um, but yeah, getting blasted. <laughs> well, she follows us. Uh, <laughs> she follows us on Instagram ever since we posted from AlienCon Pasadena. Oh, so she okay. was like looking at the tag post and must have followed us. But then I'm like, does she think we are the show, or does she have a sense of humor? And I don't know. Or but... just in general, doing well. If you follow all these accounts, they'll follow you back. Exactly. And you get to see all the other shit. Right. Because um, she also does not have like a big following. She's on the show, but doesn't have a big right, public right. presence. Um, but uh, George Norrie explains that he's like, he's really just a guy that sold, like to like give Bigelow a little bit of background. He's really just a guy that sold a bunch of hotels, got mega wealthy, and can now do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. And he's super interested in aliens and space exploration but I think and stuff, he too. has aerospace companies, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he, he he made those to do all the shit he wants to do with space exploration, right. propulsion, UFO yeah. studies, and materials. Be, well, Tesla, what's the face? Elon uh, Musk. Elon Musk mm-hmm. is a much better version of him, I guess. Right, exactly. Or at least most, much more public. Because, again, people always go like, well, who knows what Bigelow actually found or discovered or what right. companies are actually he running? Right. What company actually he running? What company he running? Maybe he funds the secret space uh, stations on the moon, yeah, and supplies them with technology. Because as Travis Taylor says here, like yeah. private companies like Bigelow Aerospace do not have to sign a Freedom of Information Act request. Right. So it's like ever since the Freedom of Information Act was ratified, uh, ratified, yeah. Um, so if people want to know, and it, it depends, right? If if there's a government agency. People can at least fill out a form and request yeah. information be released if something is not considered a certain level of classification, top secret, right, right, whatever. Right. And um, and they have to then give you, like, release yeah. those documents. And so, but Bigelow, he has the best of both worlds. Um, maybe just like the... Oh, yeah. The, 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 si- the, the vital sign gal that we'll get to. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, Bigelow confirmed on a, a pretty famous 60 Minutes interview in 2017, which is cool because it's like the first time I've ever seen him talk. I've always seen pictures, but never really knew like yeah, how he yeah. sounded, how he acted, whatever. Um, and it was a fucked up Walt Disney. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like a Roy <laughs> Disney almost, yeah. but yeah, um, boy Disney. There you go. Uh, he's on 60 Minutes. Says I full on fucking believe in aliens and you that UFOs are extraterrestrial. One, and the lady has a weird accent that I've never seen this 60 Minutes anchor, but she's like a younger gal. She's like. What would you say to people? It's like I'm doing like a Caroline Corey accent now, but like she's like, what would you say to people that think you're weird or whatever? And he literally says, Fuck "I don't." You. He says, "I don't <laughs> give a damn." Yeah. And she goes, "Why? They, you don't care? They think you're crazy?" And he's like, "That's not going to change anything. Yeah, I'm gonna, I have more money than yeah. them." Right. And so that was like a big. I didn't realize that that like a lot of the ancient astronaut theorists and their ilk were like think of him almost as a hero, you know, for yeah. funding all this stuff, you know. So. Um, yeah, at least getting out there and being like, yeah, I'm down to be weird and go right. after this shit. Uh, love that Joker, Linda, a.k.a. Greta Moulton Howe, um, is on. She's on quite a bit, too, and she says, uh, this story is really begging for somebody to go to Robert Bigelow and say, can we now go and see your warehouse? I mean, what a fantastic next step it would be for the world. Yeah. Um, can I see how big those lows are? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then, so even though ATIP was officially defunded in 2012, um, they likely just gave it a different name. And Nick right. Pope says, this happens quite often. He says, now when the government uh, had begrudgingly admitted that the ATIP program existed, they did a very clever thing. They said that the funding had run out in 2012. Now the implication was that the programs was no more. But with my knowledge of the way, uh, with my knowledge of the way these programs are run, God, I'm fucking up. Uh, pulling Good the funding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little in that territory. Yeah. Uh, pulling the funding is not the same as the program not being run. So um, now that's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you call that a crocodile? <laughs> this is a tribe for yeah, you. How uh, do you dial? <laughs> um, the next segment. Uh, starts off. They keep showing this like Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse footage. Right. That almost seems like they copped it from that Hangar One UFO, yeah, whatever yeah. that uh, Mufon story that, uh, is. Rapist starring <laughs> pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, Sooks is obviously stoked as the rest of them are to be vindicated. So, um, and then Childress uh, agrees with Sooks here, but he, like Sooks doesn't say anything interesting. So I did Childress chime in instead. He says, uh, "This is kind of weird." My initial reaction to the information that was released in December of 2017 was that this has really been going on for over 70 years. I'm like, that's not really a reaction. That's just yeah, my yeah. first, I don't know, thoughts or whatever. But um, but it's also weird, too, because like I would have hoped that uh, more people than just like Linda Moulton Howe, who's always very passionate and whatever, um, or William Henry or George Norrie especially, I would have hoped that like Childress, Susan, everyone would have, like, they showed a little more real moments of like, I was so excited. I called my brother up at the bookstore and I said, get Richard Gere's assistant. We need a party and a gerbil to celebrate this. Like I just (laughs) wanted to see like something, something more real, like a, like little anecdotes where they were like, like, cause this is like their JFK assassination where it's like, Oh my God, the government has been revealed to have been hiding the study of UFOs, you know, like, um, they go back to uh, a bunch of former government projects that were kind of proto a tips, Project Sign was the first one that was created after the Battle of L.A., which we've talked about a billion times. They recapped the Battle of L.A. We don't need to do that again. Um, they talk about Roswell being the next big UFO event. They explain Roswell again. Uh, Post-Roswell and the Cold War escalating gave the government kind of the kick in the pants they needed to start something like Project Sign because now that it's, like, in the public consciousness, they have to, like, have... People are co- literally calling up their local governments and saying, I'm seeing this shit. Yeah, you got to help me, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, um, but Project Sign was pretty quickly shut down by the Air Force Chief of Staff named Vandenberg, and uh, and after a report came through to him personally from one of his Project Sign people out in the in the wild that said they're real, they're here, yeah. and he was like, shut it down. And this was like the first, other than the weather balloon with Roswell, this was like the first um, government real big systemic cover-up right? right it's like right. basically like full on holy shit. fuck it's real we cannot let the public know this shit right, right. you know like they'll go crazy when we can't even let our own military know because they'll right. start melting down on each other exactly if they come in and go holy shit i don't know what's right going if on. they know that those aliens could come and melt down yeah, all over them oh, yeah. you know isn't um, vandenberg airport around or not airport air base it's around here or is that up in Bulletin or something that that's like a known air force mm. base Somewhere Are here you in California. About me, Jonathan sure. Brandenburg. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not on this yeah. episode. <laughs> Maybe I was busy time traveling. Yeah, I was very responsibly though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not fucking with anyone. Um, so, uh, regardless, though, sightings continue to increase after Roswell and Project Blue Book, which we've talked about at nauseam on the show, 
is launched. And Project Blue Book lasts for like 16 years or something. It's like 51 to, or sorry, like 49 to 67 or something like that. It's pretty gnarly. Um, after they're talking about how all these programs get started, then shut down, started, then shut down. Um, Nick Pope is on again um, after they've explained like that uh, uh, Project Blue Book literally had an official form, set of forms to fill out for any civilian, anyone in the public that's had a sighting to fill out uh, with basically checkboxes, diagrams, and you know, kind of open writing paragraphs to be like, describe your UFO encounter. Mm-hmm. What was the angle of it in the sky and things like that? And Nick Pope makes a good point that he continues to this whole episode. He goes, if UFOs were nothing to worry about, why is the Air Force requesting so much information about the true nature of what the witnesses saw? So, um, and this is where I'm like totally on board with this shit. You know, it's like they're not going to waste that much time for a ruse that we now in 2020 know, 70 years later, has been a ruse all along. You know, like uh, it, that that they've been. Uh, perpetuating. No. So, um, do we need to take a break or anything? No, no, no. I was just looking. It's uh, it's out kind of by Santa Maria, Vandenberg. Oh, you were looking up. Okay, yeah. looked like somebody was like texting you from. No, I was just trying to look at this fucking <laughs> map and figure out where the hell Santa it was. Maria, home of the Neverland Ranch, uh, Michael Jackson uh, zone. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> um. Uh. So even by the end of Project Blue Book in '69, all of its evidence that it's gathered over the years. Uh, was was denoted as being just natural occurrences and wasn't worth pursuing anymore. <laughs> and so they shut down Project Blue Book. And this was interesting. I didn't really know that this, this, was, this was the timing of this, but the shutdown of Project Blue Book was when all of the anti all of the anti intelligence propaganda began. Where it's like, if you believe yeah. in UFOs, you're a crazy moron. Right. You're a hillbilly. You're a yeah. this. You're a that. Like whatever. And comedians started. Um, like Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall was saying on that um, digital uh, convention that like Sprague right, right. and Jeremy Corbell and whatever on, he's like, no, comedians have done a shit ton of damage since back in the fucking fifties after Roswell, right. where anyone that sees a UFO, you're a moron Cookie, that believes whatever, in little green shit. men, you yeah. know. And um, uh, bu- 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 oh, uh, February 2018, we're still getting dates of what's what's yeah, happening yeah. and when. Um, and uh, Nick Pope is cruising down the street. He's on location in D.C. He's looking like uh, Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3 when right. he <laughs> has the black suit, and he's, like, <laughs> fucking Super dancing. Cool. And um, emo out. Uh, he's there to meet with a gal named Chase Kletsky, who is re-examining oh. old Project Blue Book oh, files. Oh oh, 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 oh. I just sat on my balls. Oh. <laughs> you are wearing very tight little pink yeah. shorts. <laughs> <laughs> These are oh, volley like, shorts. They're like swoop trunks. Because for me, shorts. I'm like, I don't even know where my balls would go in those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Straight down the side. Soft brand. Uh, ooh, they twisted up and I sat ooh. back. Ah, that hurts. They've uh, okay. they've re they've uh, they've undropped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've they've, they've depubertized. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've working out a process <laughs> to depubertize people, and, <laughs> so legally um, I can fuck them. The Maps Project. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's in D.C. They're going over old Project Blue Book files, um, and and it's kind of cool. But this seems a little contrived. It's like he already figured this out way before this segment was filmed. I'm sure, but. He's looking at the list of um, the the yearly breakdown of um, identified cases that Project Blue Book study, which there's twelve thousand total over its years, 
identified cases, and then on the right side was unidentified cases, which means it couldn't be explained still after heavily studying it and investigating this thing, this phenomenon. And there were still, by the end of its run, 701 cases that were unidentified, which is a lot. But the last few years, you see a pretty normal number each year, like 13, 17, 12, you know, whatever. Other numbers that you like. Um, The last three years, it's literally like, goes from like 17 to 3 to 1 and then nothing. And so he's like, I smell a rat. They've cooked the books. And I'm like, there's no way you just saw this in this segment. How Whatever, it's right, fine. Right. Uh, they clearly pushed those cases out of the unidentified column and into the column that was explained. That was their way out of Project Blue Book. So it's the way that they could like justify shutting it down without a bunch right. of uh, naysayers yeah. and hoopla's. Yeah. Um, they go into the Majestic 12 here again, um, and uh, the leader of the Majestic 12, MJ1 uh, Hillencotter, who was recently featured in, it's not really a spoiler, recently featured in the Umbrella Academy Season 2, oh, so, um, which I thought was a pretty cool arc for the whole thing. But uh, they go over like the Hillencotter slash Majestic 12 Eisenhower JFK issue, where uh, most people, most of your, your classic hardcore conspiracy theorists think that uh, the Majestic 12 killed, uh, organized the assassination of JFK. Right, right, right. Because he was asking too much about their uh, super, super deep state secrets, which right. had to do with <clears throat> UFOs, metamaterials, and things like Era, that. I gotta get all this out to the public so people don't look at me fucking these whores. Era, gotta catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, we must get a Pokemon Go app. What the fuck's an app, sir? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> when Shigeru Miyamoto and the other mm. Japanese were designing the first Pokemon game, they did not ask, should the children playing catch some? No, they should catch them all. Yeah. In America, <laughs> we want all Pokemans caught. <laughs> Kill the Japanese. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> In uh, turn, in turn, in yeah. turn. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, the Pokemon Stur- are just Japanese yeah. nationals in America. Oh, God. <laughs> Get them. Go. <laughs> is that what an uh, app is? Uh, <laughs> Asian Pacific people? That's what an <laughs> app is, sir? Yes. Yeah. Um, is he just eating a Japanese person? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then they go into this story about, um, they've talked about it maybe... I think we talked about it seven or eight episodes ago where this like this TV producer in the 80s was the guy. It was like Jerry Shandria or something. For <laughs> some <laughs> for some reason, I can't remember why he was. They don't say it here. He was chosen to have the leaked document from 1952 that officially – it was an official leaked Majestic 12 communication document that literally said, hey, guys, here's our next meeting or whatever – and it's addressed to these 12 men. Four of them were government guys, four of them were military guys, and four were tech guys, um, which was interesting because I never knew that before either. Some guy yeah, says that later in this episode. Um, but, um, but yeah, because the, the, the goal of the person that leaked it was like, hey, producer guy, please make public content, like you know, popular content about the existence of MJ-12, yeah, yeah. right? They, they're basically the... And then if you want to go even deeper, the Majestic 12, as above Majestic, David Wilcox, all this other shit, they're the ones that are in league with the quote-unquote bad aliens that are actually controlling the entire world's sociocultural progress, except for 
the good aliens pushing back on them when they can. The so. battles. Um, so, yeah, because remember, remember, Wilcock and all the other people think that there is a huge kind of multi-faction civil war, if you want to call all aliens one kind of race, <clears> but they're not. There's a, there's a war between aliens over us. Right. For some reason. For some reason. Um, and which, somehow there's aliens who live underground, which are the lizard people. Right. Who want to live in secret and control us in a very long Connie way. Right. So, <laughs> long My wife, Connie. Connie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all overly complicated. I can understand, again, the underground thing is dumb. The Antarctica thing is dumb, right. where it's like reptilians live. It's like, I can understand better, at least, if, yeah, one race of aliens is just in league. But it's like, how would that be possible? Because if that's been going on for thousands of years. Right. How have the good aliens also not infiltrated and created their own groups that have taken them right. down? And, and like you know, it's oh, it's that's all what Trump's for, <laughs> right? <laughs> we did see a guy with a Trump tank top today at the restaurant we were at. Yeah, and it was it was United We Stand, a dramatic silhouette of Trump, and then it said, uh, "What did it say? Like Trump F Mexico, Trump for something. president, or something yeah. like that." So yeah. Um, uh, Mike Barr is on here. He explains what Area 51 was. They're talking about Area 51 for a while. What's more interesting is they have T.D. Barnes, who was a former engineer project lead at Area 51, and he was in charge of engineering foreign fighter jets and maybe UFOs as well. Right. Uh, and we get a bar barrage here, and he says, uh, to my mind, <laughs> I think he's trying to cop chill yeah, us a little yeah. bit, um, the government has had crashed extraterrestrial technology, and Area 51 would have been the perfect place to reverse engineer and test that information. So um, he doesn't say anything super opinionated in this episode, but I figured I'd throw him in there because it's been quite a while. Um, they start talking about the Wonder Years and Kenneth Arnold. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, Kenneth Arnold was was the guy that coined the term flying saucer. Some, did I hear coin the yeah. term? <laughs> did I hear sauce? I like almost crashed my car and fail, <laughs> and failed to stop at a four-way stop because yesterday morning because... Just being there at that moment in Alien Con, where where Childress extemporaneously reveals like, his awareness, <laughs> literally is like, I can't remember if it was Martell or somebody else. Yeah. He's like, uh, uh, "Excuse me, did I just hear some kind?" Con? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. and I fucking like, I laughed so fucking hard then, and like, because it's, and we've heard him do it a few times. Yes, and too. and it's and it's funny because we we as I was watching this episode, and like, it's weird that. This is the first time the show knows it's the show and and feels its right, own power. Yeah and, yeah, and like, and it's like God, that took it took eight or nine years for these poor guys, and it's it's also funny because it's that dad timeline too, right, where right. it's like just like we're like we're, we bring back ah yes, you know, right, fucking right, right. nine months after it's popular or something. Uh, these guys don't know that they've become characters in the zeitgeist. Right. For almost a decade later, you know, right, Where which, it which took speaks his meme blowing the fuck up right. to even get into anything like that, and it speaks to a guy like Childress's kind of genuineness, you know, like genuinicity. I don't know, right? Um, his innocence, where you, at least you know he isn't doing it for fame or whatever, right? I'm sure he enjoys getting more people in the World Explorer Club trips and his cruises and things like yeah, that. He but, probably sees that as success, like right. that type of fame, but right. not like. Oh, I'm on national TV and I'm a right. big star. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I have catchphrases. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. People know me for things right. now. And um, now it's become a thing to be like, yeah, I do an aliens impression. Exactly. I do ancient aliens impression. I do a good child or something. Right. Like, not since we've done the show and then they've become self aware. Right. 
like bars like oh i do a great one and and we all do impressions on the uh, on as as like not the cast but like the crew all all know and right. do their own impressions <laughs> right. and it's like so again it's like do they listen to the not that we are wholeheartedly like yeah we've talked about this before doing whatever but yeah. like do they then also listen to the show if they're right. if they're that deep in knowing their world? Right, they have to be looking on iTunes yeah. for Ancient, Ancient Aliens podcast, podcast, which we show up know. number one. Right, <laughs> we show up in the top like three or four just yeah. for like aliens, yeah, yeah. or something stupid. But um, and especially if yeah. people are looking for specific episodes of the show Ancient Aliens, well, they're going to yeah, find sure. our thing at least a few things down too. Yeah, usually, yeah, so yeah. so it's, it is interesting to be like, okay, so how. Like when we started this, like okay, they probably don't know, but it's like okay, at this point, right? Who has listened? Yeah, their their personal assistants and and produ- there's people in that show, right. Who have for sure and listened are, and, and are or sure. know about yeah. this. And show. to your point, always are for sure not going to talk to any of the cast about yeah, the yeah. existence <laughs> of this show because <laughs> it would be a major bummer for some of them. Because to, uh. to Childress's like innocence and just yeah. like wanting to have fun and be himself yeah we're we, we're doing that too now you're telling me that my pp one makes babies yeah. do <laughs> come come david you've been married for 27 yeah. years this is how you use the square app you're not david. fucking connie on the reg right yeah <laughs> well i've got these books to write <laughs> he does write like seven there books a, a year sea of books at that table like he oh had three eight foot tables yes. of books and i think they were all different books exactly <laughs> Um, um, but anyways, yeah. But yeah, um, no, yeah. It's it's interesting to think about all the different chicken and the egg moments of right, right. ancient alien self awareness. Even when know. I had my shop and we would do conventions, yeah. people weren't selling like loose figures and and doing their booth the way we did our booth. Yeah. That like after a year, year and a half doing conventions, <laughs> a lot of people's booths look similar to ours, and it's like, yeah. okay, um, do, are they copying us? Because we'd right. always have a lot of people, or, or that is it a trend? What you know, right, it's, right. it's always hard. Again, you don't want to seem like arrogant, like we started this and right, they're right, copying right. us, but it's like, well, it is kind of convenient yeah. that all of a sudden yeah. this happens, now that happens. What it so. likely is, is that it might not only be you. Um, oh, um, <laughs> okay. Sexy man in the <laughs> Okay. Bop, I can't even, what is all that? I'm going, I love you, and they love Skibbity did dib yibbity yo dub dub dub. Yeah. And you or you, me. No, that man in the picture frame. Yeah. They said, "I love you and that man." In oh, so all frame. of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it. What's most likely? It's kind. It's probably like a deep impact Armageddon thing, where it's like maybe not just you, but a very small percentage of people around the same time had kind of shared thought. Yeah. And then, because it's like if it was only you, then like that doesn't explain maybe an East Coast convention. Maybe there was some guy. Which in an maybe East Coast they do. I don't know. Because again, we're yeah. West Coast only. But the same thing with us, too. It's like maybe we and maybe a couple other pieces of content came out where it's like, hey, this show. that YouTube video where we we got inspired from. Which I actually gave to uh, Grove Snake because it is very hard to find some coin of sky. I mean, I found it on one search, but I knew how to spell it. Oh, yeah. K-O-I-N-D. And I I watched that. Uh, it's actually it's K Y yeah you're right K Y O N D and no, then K O I N D is it K Y it's K- like coined or whatever it was K O I oh no you're right sorry yeah. and then it's a S K O Y for score right 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 um but because uh, it's just by some private user like I nine years thank ago you for that by the way um but uh, but I I hadn't watched that in a while and it is insane how it's mostly clips from the first two seasons right he his accent and everything in the energy is and we we talked about that before but like it's so much more 
and the pop sign is blow themselves up and they're on that like he's getting out of breath and like that was the only time where like maybe they told him to tone it down a little bit or he saw himself on TV and went oh I look a little kooky. Yeah. I don't want to portray myself like that. Or he that. just calmed down in general. Yeah. Like, oh, Calm I'm in the front down. of the king. <laughs> because like on the panels, he's wait, he sounds different. Yeah. When you talk to him in person at his booth, yes. he sounds a lot different than he does in the show. Just yeah. cadence For sure. and volume yeah, yeah. and just a lot of things. Like, right. It's almost like you need two or three impressions yeah, of yeah. him for like, or, or is this booth? Is this him presenting? Is yes. this him like maxed out show? Because it's tough because like, yes, I could just go, oh, 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 all the, that's not <laughs> how he coins. talks all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Summer coins. <laughs> um, but then he has those moments that are yeah. uh, like this, you know, like those kind of right. unsure, weird little, yeah. you know, whatever's. And then the, and when he's presenting, yeah. and, and he's then the, the top here, sign, yeah. the top sign, it's, I mean, yeah. blow themselves yeah, up. Yeah. And he's like, a bit more jowled out back then. Yes, exactly. Always wearing the fucking explorer vest, like right, shit right, like right. that. Um, anyway, God, we got to get through this. It's crazy. Um, you can keep zipping. Yeah. Uh, uh, they talk about uh, Donald Kehoe um, and his famous article, Flying Saucers Are Real in uh, a magazine called True Magazine. This was in 1960 or 15, I think 61 or something. Um, he then goes on a show and gets interviewed and all this stuff. He was a guy that was a skeptic. He has some, he's some high-ranking someone in the military. And he was a skeptic, though. But he studied UFO sighting reports and all this shit for eight months and came out the other side going, not only am I not a skeptic, I know for a fact now that this shit is real, extraterrestrials here, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, Greta Moulton Howe, a.k.a. love that joker, Linda Moulton Howe, says, uh, Major Kehoe was one of the last real military voices who was honestly trying to just tell the truth. That article was historic because it went out to a heck of a lot of people. Um, and it's cool that like they show this clip on this show where it's the classic, like, well, Mr. Kehoe... We've been told that you think this and this. And, and then he's like, I would like to say something that has never been said to the American people. The UFO phenomenon. And his audio cuts out. And basically there was Air Force guys in the, in the, in the fucking sound room production room that said, shut this guy off now, which is insane. Right, right, right. I also was like, haven't we read his lips since then? Because it's very clearly shot, like direct right, right, right. down the barrel shot of his face. I'm like, I'll suck your cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the truth about the UFO phenomenon is I have the disease of homosexuality <laughs> and I'm going to a retreat with my pastor. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. a recovered homo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I've already invented the vernacular of homo for <laughs> homosexuality as a disease. No, but uh, that was the only annoying part where I'm like, you're telling me that nobody... Can, you can't get like a hearing impaired person yeah, yeah. to fucking read that guy's lips, because um, they're like, they're going to be the best yeah, at it, okay. I guess. But um, uh, love that Joker, Linda, aka Greta Moulton Howe, comes on and says, "Now I wrote this down because I believe it is one of the world's most important sentences, and it comes from Major Kehoe, Mister Lee Ho." <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the past 175 years, that's since 1772, the planet Earth has been under systematic close-range examination by living observers from another planet. And that is a pretty gnarly statement, um, especially saying, like, 
for the past 175 years, which is an oddly specific number too, like right before the American Revolution, as almost implying like at least to Kehoe, like that was the point, not nuclear shit, but that was the point where aliens were like, we're interested now, which maybe is a little too rah-rah pro-American, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, nationalist thing. I don't know. but Or that also might have just been as far back as he right. um, uh, studied. But we get a suit alert here and he says, this is nothing new. These cover-ups have been happening for thousands and thousands of years. So there's a little bit of the ancient alien the stuff tiny, there. Yeah. Um, I just wrote this David Whitehead guy needs to fuck off. He's very smug and Canadian. I don't remember (laughs) writing that. Um, Suk's hair is like a very evenly colored now, like dark espresso brown. It's very beautifully dyed. It's super, it looks like a Pantene Pro V commercial. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just so nice and not greasy looking. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like he's finally grown, his body has finally grown into his own persona. Where it's like he literally started off looking kind of like the shrunken head from Beetlejuice guy, where like his suit was huge, right? Suit gallows, and hair his was head massive. was small and his hair was massive. I mean, he just had less chunk on him anyway. Right. But um, anyway, he's looking pretty good here. He has a very nice, still, still kind of seventies porn director suit, but in a much right, more right. subdued, much classier. Way. Exactly. He's, he's been with Cricks for a little while. Exactly. Here. She's cleaned him up. Yeah. Um, and made him dirty too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we're halfway through here, uh, so. Astronauts leaking information uh, is what we're talking about now. So Childress chimes in and says, uh, "This is where Childress almost sounds like a whiny kid. He's like, everything that NASA does is supposedly above the board. Everything they do, they should tell us about. We should know about all their launches and missions and who the astronauts are. They themselves are not sharing all of the information. Most of it's being kept secret. It's like, He's the master of repeating himself immediately in a slightly other way. Um, They go over how Russia won the space race uh, with Gyom Kyazmi Gyom went up into space for the first time. America was very pissed. uh, Had to get the leg up on them. They started the Mercury missions, which were all going to eventually be what led to landing on the moon. Uh, Gordon Cooper... Mr. Cooper, (laughs) uh, is it ready or not? Uh, He's on the Mercury 5 mission. He's the first astronaut, uh, American astronaut, to report seeing a UFO while he's out in orbit. And we get a bar barrage here, and he says, Now, there's no question that NASA actually has protocols in place for how astronauts should deal with or report uh, on anomalies. Over the years, there have been astronauts that have broken those protocols, and Gordon Cooper was one of those people, and that upset quite a few people at NASA. Um, they go over more astronaut cover-ups. They show Buzz Aldrin's Apollo 11 video, uh, and then cut, you know where he's landing on the moon, setting foot on the moon. They cut to him in the present. He's on the show. He's been on the show since season one, off mm-hmm. and on. I also don't know if this footage is still from season one, but right. uh, he seems pretty open to appearing on, making appearances in general. But um, but he tells the story of them seeing this ball of light moving. They can't really tell yet if it's like behind the moon, next to it, and so they also don't have a sense of depth, so they don't know how far away it is really. But he pretty much is like he's telling it. He's telling the story like he's your grandpa telling you how you met your grandma. He's like, hmm. we're we're looking out the window and we don't know. We don't we don't know what's going on with this thing. It was it was moving and shaking and this. Yeah, it, yeah. It's very just like casual. It's interesting. It also sadly, even though he's an astronaut, makes me want to believe him less because he's hmm. not. More like, well, I reported. He's not like a military man, like a classic military guy. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, maybe I'm just being too nitpicky and just be happy that he's nice. But, but also like Mike Barr himself says, like 
Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin did a fucking blood ritual on the way up to the moon, and because right, right. they're part of the Illuminati and all yeah. this shit or too. So aprons, and, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're both in little French made outfits. Yeah, Ooh. they're wearing their little aprons. Um, Barra, did this actually happen, or did you jerk <laughs> off to this drawing you made of it? Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, but it's it's you know, as the viewer, you're like, so why didn't he fucking fly over and see what it was? And I'm like, right. but he immediately is like, and we couldn't just go over there because. Our mission was to go to the fucking moon, and everything had to be perfect. Like we couldn't right, waste right. fuel, couldn't, we couldn't yeah, turn yeah, in a yeah, different yeah. way. Timing. Everything had to be perfect. Yeah. So, um, just like he says in Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey, right? Everything has to be perfect. Uh, hmm. We jump forward to the Apollo seventeen mission, and this is where Joanne Donaldson, formerly something else Donaldson, um, I wrote in parentheses, who follows her Instagram, yeah. um, and uh, they they show a picture. She's presented as male back then. But um, she was the vitals monitor at the Mission Control Center for uh, Apollo 17. Ron Evans was the astronaut on the mission uh, who reported there was a UFO uh, keeping formation like with their shuttle for five laps around the moon. And yeah. it was a big, their own laps. And the, there was a, it was a big 45 to 50 foot cigar shaped craft. They're showing crappy CG this whole episode. Um, and. Uh, Barbara, we get a Barbara here, and he's like, anything that was that long and that shape was not going to be made by us. Definitely not me, okay? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> clearly, it was not one of ours. I'm like, okay, I guess. I don't know why that's the case. Yeah. Because um, they don't even try to go, like, maybe it was a secretly made one that they were hiding in plain sight. I don't know. They're out know. there just getting cucked. Exactly. Oh, I've never seen one that big before. <laughs> There's no way we could make that. <laughs> um uh, the next segment uh, is still a lot about astronauts, but it was also interesting. They're kind of implying that like most astronauts believe or are open to believing in UFOs, which yeah. I I guess I would hope to be the case. Um, but now they go into a very a very kind of confusing story. I'll try to summarize it as best I can here. Um, this guy named Haldeman was Richard Nixon's like election campaign manager, re-election campaign manager. Um, and then there's a guy named Bob, uh, a manager, and he was a documentary filmmaker that was pretty popular in the seventies and they're trying to get Nixon reelected. They hire Bob, a manager or a manager to, um, go to, uh, what is it? Holloman air force base and various, like they take him to all these, these kind of secret locations to gather all of this footage and interviews and shit about, the extraterrestrial phenomena because they were going to do the thing like Hillary Clinton tried to do. It's like Nixon was like, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the world about all of our secret space programs and whatever and stuff. Yeah. So, um, and that he thought that would, would give him an edge in the campaign. And so would help him edging in the campaign. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, so they bring this guy around and they go, oh, sorry, it was Norton air force base. You know that very oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your stepdad's air force base. Um, is that right? That's his name. Yeah. 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 What's his last name? <laughs> Where does he live? Um, but uh, they're at Norton Air Force Base, which is run by a guy named Paul Shartle, <laughs> who looks like a little turtle. Like they show they yeah. show a picture of him. He like a he's one of those goddamn Pokemon yeah. that we were talking. <laughs> he looks like a more uh, cherubic Roger Ebert, which is hard. Like who's hard? Yeah, uh, just like a chunky man with a um, with gray hair and and big cheeks, kind of like Augustus Gloob from. Uh, yeah. If he grew up and his name was Shartle, but um, <laughs> he is leading the base, and he uh, went when uh, Bob Ameniger manager was there. Um, <laughs> I feel like the Henrich 
Himmler? <laughs> um, they said his fucking name a billion times, and I forgot how they pronounced it. But uh, he basically says, hey, hey, Bob, I know Nixon wants you to fucking make this film, but I'm going to give you a climax that you would have never foreseen. So he's like, he says, I have 600 feet, a 600-foot reel of footage of a true UFO with living extraterrestrials inside that landed at this Air Force Base, or maybe that was where they landed, Holloman or whatever, um, the Hollow Man Air Force Base run by Kevin Bacon. Um, And literally the alien is on camera communicating with human beings that run the base. How's that for a climax to your film? Yeah. And a manager or manager thinks that Nixon is obviously in because he's talking to this guy. He thinks everything's above board, whatever. Um, So he thinks he has the full support of the staff, right? So he literally... To the extent of hiring Rod Serling, creator of Twilight Zone, right? Burgess Meredith, who was uh, in the Twilight Zone, but also played the Penguin on um, the old Adam West Batman, and played Rocky's coach in uh, Mick in uh, Rocky, yeah. um, and then played the old Grandpa in um, uh, Grumpy Old Men, right, right, um, and and then a guy named Jose Ferrer, which I'm sure I know what he acted in, but I can't remember. But they're all saying he hired these yeah, big stars, gnarly people of the time, yes, um, to narrate this documentary. And, uh, but the government betrayed a manager. Like the day he was supposed to get that film, he gets a call saying that, um, uh, like, oh, hey, your sh- the courier's on their way. Stay at your address. We're going to deliver it in two hours, whatever. And then, like, he hangs up the phone. Five minutes later, government calls back and says, the whole thing's been pulled. Um, yeah. and because, yeah, you're not getting the film. You're not putting that, that stinger at the end of your film. Because we think it actually could be damaging to Nixon's campaign. Right. So, which also is insane. If, if this is true, half true, the fact that they would pull this kind of disclosure because maybe the president wouldn't get reelected is fucking nuts. Um, well, would, that they would pull this disclosure as a way to get elected to. Ex- yes. Like, all of it. It's just, so like, crazy. <laughs> um, we get uh, uh, Greta Moulton Howe, <laughs> love that Joker Linda here, and she's describing the footage that she has never seen. But is what uh, what Paul Shardle described as being on the footage, um, and apparently there are reports of people that have seen it, but obviously no one's actually there's no primary source. Um, she says, uh, you know, the UFO lands, and she goes, out came some kind of a did I hear some kind of a ramp? Oh, <laughs> uh, out came some kind of a ramp, and our contingents of hum- contingent of humans walked up, met these two Ebens, which stands for extraterrestrial biological entities and then in this doorway was a being unlike the other evens and it was holding a special rod that had a spiral around the rod and that was used to communicate with our team kind of like a translation microphone or translation probe or something like that Uh, (laughs) but um uh oh the documentary and a book about the documentary was still released just without that footage called UFOs Past, Present, and Future, which maybe we should watch for a Patreon. Yeah. But it apparently still took like the world pop culture by storm um, and caused this other wave of um, call for public call for disclosure from the government. Um, and this was the documentary that was the inspiration for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Spielberg's movie, because um, this guy, his name's like Grant Coleman or something. He's an author. He's like the weird comb-over, like, tiny-faced man that's, like, mm-hmm. looks kind of sickly, but he's, like, I don't know if he's Canadian or what, but he's, like, he's like he's like I talked to Bob, 
uh, a manager and said, how did how did Spielberg make a movie just like this Holloman case? And he's right. like, oh, I didn't tell you that I gave a copy to Spielberg? Right, to and check I was out, like, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Linda Moulton Howe comes on again, Greta Moulton Howe. She says, uh, now what I expect is somewhere from 2018 moving forward in the future that finally all of that film is going to be released and we will finally enter the true history. I don't even know what that really means. But uh, that sadly has not happened yeah. as time of, at the time of this recording. Excuse me. Um, they then go into how much our presidents briefed about aliens, if at all, when in office. And the answer seems to be if you're a Republican president, they'll tell you. And if you're a liberal president, they tend to not tell you. It kind of seemed to be the pattern. They didn't overtly say that, but that seemed like Nixon got told, Reagan got told, right. but Clinton did not, Obama right. did not. And um, George Bush Sr. already knew it all anyway because exactly. it was all CIA anyway. So right. the fuck? So then his kid probably knew, so George Bush Jr. knows. Yes. Apparently, and apparently George Bush Sr. had even sat in some meetings or tangential meetings with some people from the Majestic 12 at some right, point right. too. But, um, but yeah, so... This was interesting. There were uh, there was a briefing meeting that Ro- Ronald Reagan was privy to, and there's a transcription of it that was leaked. And there's Reagan, the head of the CIA at the time, and a mysterious figure only called the caretaker. And the caretaker had been quoted as saying, in that meeting, uh, aliens have been visiting Earth for thousands of years, and that modern records of such encounters officially began in 1947 following Roswell. So that's kind of crazy. That is like, I'm like... That alone is an official transcript, apparently, from a, the Reagan briefing meeting. Right. Why has the why have the ancient astronaut theorists and this show, Ancient Aliens, not used that as like the smoking gun that, at least a smoking gun that ancient aliens exist, or the concept of it is well right. known in the secret spaces of the government? Because that was found in fucking two thousand five before this was the right, show ever show, started, yeah. you know. So it's crazy they're just mentioning this now. Um, Reagan was also very into it, uh, space aliens and, yeah. and space travel oh, and stuff yeah. like that. He did his Star Wars program and all that stuff. Um, and then I got into ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I became a ghost. <laughs> they go. They go into uh, 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 let's say John John F. Clinton. Yeah. Bill Clinton. John Candy. Um, and uh, uh, and he jo- he publicly joked where he's like, I've, I've never been told about aliens or who killed JFK. Come on, Cliff or whatever the fuck that person's name was. He was like, calling <laughs> Oh back yeah, out. yeah, 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 like Dave or Jim or something. Oh Ryan, it was Ryan. Um, Sprague. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just little Ryan Sprague. Yeah, yeah. he's like eleven years yeah. old. He's like, what? What? Well, because someone wrote a letter to Clinton and he yes. was responding, so it could have been a child who wrote it. It could. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> they they they're really talking about the Rockefeller initiative here. The Clintons were asked with Lawrence Rockefeller, like one of the Rock- the old Rockefeller brothers, yeah. um, who was the sons of the original Rockefeller. ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Rockefeller supposedly owned a documentary film from inside the military that showed, that had proof that Roswell was an extraterrestrial craft with aliens being, mm-hmm. alien bodies being taken away, as the initial report said. Um, Linda Moulton Howe, was one of the people in 1993 who was invited to this. She goes, I got a phone call in 1993. I had just come from seeing Jurassic Park for the first time. <laughs> and I thought, what an amazing movie, but blew not as a fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I blew my fucking husband in yeah. that theater because when I get scared, I get horny. Yeah, I got a new set of lips. 
at the time. <laughs> Both tops and bottoms. Yeah, I, I just strapped a new set on. Um, but uh, <laughs> just disgusting stitches all yeah. around, <laughs> bleeding. Um, but uh, uh, saying, Linda, we would like you to join a group of your peers at Lawrence Rockefeller's Ranch at Jackson Hole. So we met, and there were people like Robert Bigelow and other authors and scientists there. So that's that's pretty fascinating that she was invited to this shit. Like, yeah. it at least gives credence to at least a couple of the people on this show, right? Like, she technically, you could argue, is in the echelon of, like, Travis Taylor, where it's like, she really had Nick Pope, where, like, they've really lived this shit, they've really yeah. been parts of these stories, and maybe not to be, maybe give her a little bit more of a pass than we sometimes right, give right, her, right. I guess, but... Um, they call out uh, John Podesta and Hillary herself as being integral to the Rockefeller Initiative. Um, they go into Podesta's history with the Clintons, and he's he basically he worked with them for like twenty years, pretty intimately. Um, but then also might be covering their shit up too because of that as well. Um, Rockefeller was really focused on getting the White House to to be the official source of disclosure, um, as were Clinton and Podesta. Um, but the Air Force, after all that, still just came back to them and said, because they basically got the Air Force to reopen the case again and investigate yeah. Roswell again, and they still just said it was a weather balloon debris, right, piece of right, debris. Right. But um, after that, another agency, I don't really, they just said they opened it up again. In 97, there was another Roswell report that, uh, uh, oh, sorry, because Bill Clinton was so pissed off at the tree lighting ceremony. He wasn't mm-hmm. overly fit, pissed. He wasn't overly fisted at the tree yeah, ceremony. Yeah. That was afterwards. <laughs> but um, but a this cigar up my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but he was apparently super pissed behind the scenes that he wasted like a year of this shit right. to get the same fucking answer that was in the newspapers, you know, in 47. So um, the 97 report concluded that it wasn't alien bodies. It was crash Come test bodies. dummies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That kid was <laughs> fucked up. It really sucked. They are scarred for their life. They fucking had problems as grown you've, adults. You've turned it they... into like a Christmas song or something. Yeah. Scarred right. for their life. <laughs> um, but yeah, saying that it was some test to drop people out of planes and see right. if they'd fucking explode or not or something. Both their body or testicles. Yeah, exactly. um, we get a bar barrage here and he says, um, sorry, the Rockefeller Initiative was closed in 96, sadly. Um, it apparently was, it's still to this day known as the biggest sanctioned government disclosure initiative in history, although maybe now in 2020 that might be different. But um, we don't know if this is an initiative or just right. little leaks here and there or what. But Barbaraj here and he says, uh, it was a very small incremental step forward in the process of disclosure and moving us towards the ultimate answers to the questions that we're all asking. So again, like, there's nothing super interesting in their quotes this episode. They're all just like, Yes, this is great. Like, we're all happy that this is happening and whatever. Yeah. So um, the next segment, there's only a couple left, is about Stephen Bassett. And he's the guy. That bitch Stephen Bassett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is cool because they never, they've mentioned his name. I didn't realize how integral he was to, he basically was like trying to be a government whistleblower and a, and a disclosure lobbyist, like getting people elected to fucking do disclosure and shit like that. And... Uh, he's the guy that organized the um, the fucking that the whole. God, I didn't even write the fucking name down of it. Um, the UFO Congress in 2013, mm-hmm. where they literally they paid them, but they paid five congressmen and a uh, congress people and a senator to for five days for 30 hours total, listening to testimony from the likes of Richard Dolan's Linda Moton House, Nick Pope, 
also other government and military officials that were mm-hmm. con- all considered witnesses, either witnesses to programs or or primary witnesses to an event of some kind. And it's kind of cool because, and Nick Pope, I'll go into a little more, but it seems like by the end of the of the third or fourth day, the the Congress people and Senator are like, well, no, we got to figure this out now. We're yeah. hearing all this shit. Like it's it's interesting. It's like if you can just get a few of them in a room to focus. Right hyper yeah yeah then juice it, them up then maybe they'll actually have time to listen and you're paying them too which i mean right when i first heard that like i mean like we talked about it was like a year ago i was like oh they fucking paid these people and i was like yeah but how else are you gonna fucking get them in there beta you know? yeah. so um they are beta man yeah, none yeah. of them look like alphas now in there at all. yeah now if you are the master of the betas right <laughs> <laughs> but does that still mean you're sub alpha well maybe <laughs> um but uh oh the the citizen hearing on disclosure that's what it was called sorry um, Dolan is there Nick Pope is there Linda Howe is there uh, uh, Paul Hellyer the Canadian Prime yeah. Minister guy that's that we've talked about quite Not a bit the was town. there <laughs> um, he uh, so he basically Bassett gathered forty two people to share all their their witness yeah. accounts and shit so um, Nick Pope says this was the nearest that we've gotten since the seventies and eighties to a proper congressional hearing on the UFO mystery. And it's it's kind of funny because even Nick Pope, in his own witness account, couldn't even answer all the questions the congressmen were right. asking him too. He's like, theoretically, yes, yeah. yeah. Like he's like he's like being a little cagey, um, KGB. Yeah. Um, he goes into the Rendlesham incident for the thousandth time. We don't even talk about that. Um, seen as a very big success, and now seven years later, we're starting to see events like that pay off. You know, right? Um, they then go into. They asked the question like, was the citizen disclosure on whatever, citizen hearing on disclosure citizens a, on patrol. A, a direct cause for the 2014 admission that Area 51 existed? So 2014 was when the government finally admitted Straight Area out. 51 existed, even though everyone fucking knew it. We still don't technically know what's done there, unless you're Bob Lazar, who right. was on site or S4 or whatever, and reverse engineer crashes yeah. and shit. So, um, ba 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 Stephen Bassett then tries to get Hillary Clinton to rally again after the testimony from the UFO Congress. Her her election campaign was coming up in twenty you know fourteen fifteen whatever, and um, uh, Podesta confirms that himself and Hillary are both independently, privately super interested in alien shit, and he was trying to urge her to make that part of her platform, which she did. Um, yeah, Grant Cameron is the fucking guy that wrote a book. He's on quite a bit. He looks kind of like. Um, Tetsuo, when he's just starting to expand and, and gather all yeah, that psychic yeah. energy in Akira. Right. So not a full freak yet, but just like he has the cape on, he can still right, walk right. around. He's not a blob yeah, yet or anything. He's musculature exactly. and beefed out, but he's not uh, He totally is musculature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, not but, a full fat blob. <laughs> kind of. <Yeah. laughs> um, but uh, he, he, uh, he seems very knowledgeable, but I can't really tell... Because he says, like, I've talked to this person and done this and whatever, but he really is just an author, which I'm not being dismissive, but it's not clear with him for how much he's on the episode, how much access did he really have, you know? Right. Uh, did he need to borrow one of Travis Taylor's PhDs? Because right. he has two. Um, <laughs> but uh, more Podesta, lots of Hillary campaign footage from 2016. Um, and Hillary claimed that if she won the presidency, she'd march into the Pentagon and say... Give me all the fucking info I need to prove to the public that aliens right. and UFOs exist, and we've been studying them. Otherwise, I'm going to fire every last one of you. 
which sounds like a very Hillary thing to do. I mean, it's right. cool, but it's like that's kind of a bitchy thing Come to on, go about Hillary. it too. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, and it's funny because this episode, no surprise, is I think we were all kind of bummed in a weird way, but like, uh, it's like, I think Linda Moulton Howe goes like, but then that moment came when she didn't get elected and someone else was elected hmm. and it like shows and Trump fired her. and it shows Trump's like smugly walking out with his yeah. <laughs> and he goes, you fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think he'd go to the Pentagon right, and fire right. everyone. Um, John Podesta still had the advantage of Barack Obama's lame duck period, which is the the few months after the election where they're on their way out, especially if they, it doesn't matter if they're a second-term yeah. president or not, but whenever they're on, they're out of the office, but they're still the acting president between November and January or whatever. Right. Um, uh, Podesta, somehow, they, he, they imply that Podesta got Barack Obama to get the CIA to release 13 million documents on... And, not all of them were on UFOs. Some of them were. Right. Um, where I, I wondered, it's like it's almost like, is this kind of a fuck you, like a weird fuck you, um, not a fuck you, but like a, all right, smart asses, you fucking go find it in this giant pile right. of shit. Go figure you know? it out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but at least it's there. And I'm, I'm guessing someday yeah. people will keep digging up more Process and more. Process through, connect the dots, yeah. Um, and but, who knows what's redacted in all those documents anyway. Well, so. exactly. And that's what, uh, Nick, it, it loops back to right, Nick Pope right. and Chase Kreutzer, whatever her name is. So they're they're looking at the fucking like you know some of these millions of documents uh, on her computer, and there's a ton of redactions. To your point, um, and he may, and Nick Pope makes the point again, like if none of this were really important and all just fucking stupid, silly, untrue shit, nothing would be. Yeah, why was it all the shit redacted on every single document? Right. You know, um, the last segment here. Finally, um, they loop back into a tip. And uh, kind of the, the overall disclosure momentum happening in the world at the time, um, definitely building all the way through 2019. It didn't stop with COVID, but it got sidelined, which is why we've talked about before. Maybe that's why they release it now to like, maybe Offset it's a, exactly, yeah, yeah, you know, so, um, excuse me, the, that guy Grant Cameron, though, the little bird face comb over guy, he does make an interesting point where he's like, people have to understand the president is likely the president and government in general are are never going to be the ones to say, "I officially am am making disclosure happen tomorrow." Yeah, they want to nudge the public that way, so the so it seems like the public and it kind of and then manifests itself. The public are the ones that like force them into disclosure. Right? It's a weird, dumb mea culpa kind of fucking thing. Yeah. But um, I don't even know if I use that term right. I think it's Sorry. like apologizing afterwards. Me or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you saw her at the Omni Hotel. Right, right, you would know right. better than cool. me. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> She was super hot in person. <laughs> I love, I love her so much. Yeah. I blew her a kiss. Yeah. Um, I kissed my bag and <laughs> pretended it was her. <laughs> it's you. Yeah. This could be you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and, and Nick Pope wonders, like, is are these little bits of disclosure kind of a drip feed to the panic to to um, reduce the potential for, for panic? Did I say release to the panic? Release Panties. to the public, yeah. No. Um, and on the flip side of that, is it to acclimatize them to this right. kind of knowledge, right? So, um, and I think both of those are pretty reasonable. They're both kind of the same thing, too. Like, yeah. if you acclimatize them, they're not going to panic so much. Sooks does make a pretty good point here. He says... The fact that the New York Times published a Pentagon story is amazing. 
and no one really cared. <laughs> like at the time, it was like big, but it was like still, I think from your average person, it was still kind of just the white noise of UFO stories that come out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that means that while we are talking about that we may be connected to extraterrestrials, sorry, that's a weird fucking sentence. Um, so to me, that means, no, that's what he wrote, that while we are talking about that we may be connected to extraterrestrials, this knowledge is hardwired within us. The knowledge that if we know they're coming, there won't be panic because we come from them. Yes. So there's a lot of come talk and whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember thinking that was weird because I always have the subtitles on when I watch the show and so I can like go back and write yeah. and stuff, but that was a very weird sentence. Yeah, and I can't remember what it sounded like. When it written out. Exactly. It's odd. Um, and it wasn't Magnum Come Louder or right, anything right, like that. Right, right, right. Um, I have Magnum comes. Yeah, <laughs> that's this guy Magnum. I fuck that he comes really quietly, and I want him to just let loose and enjoy himself. I say, Magnum, yeah. come louder, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come a louder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, I guess that's not as great of a point because I don't necessarily agree with the last part of it, which is I agree with the first part where he's like, if if we're already kind of not caring or freaking out when when the Pentagon has leaked or when things have been leaked from the Pentagon or Navy. I think we're fine, but that's not really his point. His point is, we're not panicking because we are them, and deep down in our DNA, we're okay with it. I'm we like, just know. Yeah. all right, whatever. So, yeah. um, Tough point to prove. They do some quick recapping. This is where they do a really big montage of uh, classic mythical religious artwork that they use all the time in the show, just to kind of get that ancient aliens vibe in Twist there. In there. Yeah. Um, and uh, But they, they really seem like they do want to... They're like, they're kicking off a real season. And again... When they show the season preview, it looks like, and I'm sure they edit it like this on purpose, it looks like an action movie happening. It's right. like, Sooks is over here, and Childress is in a plane about to disappear in the humor, you know, like. Right, right, right. And so it's like, it's it's like again, they're feeling, not they're feeling their oats, they're feeling their, what is that phrase? Not easing, like there's leaning into your winds and sowing your oats and feeling themselves, right? Sure. Yeah, I guess I so. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. Finding themselves. Um, but uh, Ch- now Childress is talking to a pilot on this plane. Yes. So I don't know if that's next episode. but Because yeah. next episode is Da Vinci's Forbidden Codes, which I literally think there's been an episode all about Da Vinci before. Oh, so yeah. I'm yeah. not super excited and for that secrets. one. But I am. It was around when that dumb movie came out, I think, or something. Or one well, of like, the uh, yeah, the third sequel or something. Because I think, were you at the Sony party that time when we watched that? Inferno. I think I that one. Okay. Um, oh yeah, you were gone. You were traveling. Yeah, I missed for work like or something one like that. Of those. Um, but yeah, I think Inferno came out in 2018. Okay. I'm like, oh my god, you guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're, um, we're gonna watch. I am excited for a 45 minute episode instead of an hour and a half episode again. Right. Remember, the first season of the show was all hour and a half. It's all two hour episodes with commercials. Right. And I remember when we first started this podcast. Even though knowing that it was going to turn into an hour show, I was like. Doing this five weeks in a row, I was like, God, I wrote eight to ten pages of notes right, on right, this. Right. I don't know if I want to do this that much. Like, a lot of fucking work. But then we got through it. It's fine. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's the UFO conspiracy in a nutshell. This is a great nutshell. This is a <laughs> <laughs> You come on, watch, watch the, the nutshell, nut little kids. kids. Who wants it? Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if somebody wants to like this show or is interested in ancient aliens or UFO stuff, Share this podcast with them, 
and then promote ancient aliens afterwards. But probing ancient aliens haven't listened to this podcast. Um, Rose Snake said they've been listening all the way, and this is way different. Oh yeah, he he started over the entire oh, yeah. probing ancient aliens catalog. So uh, yeah, send him this podcast. Subscribe to our podcast. Uh, tell your friends about it. Subscribe to our Patreon and get two free pod no two <laughs> two five dollar podcasts. Single five dollar. Two podcasts for five dollars. Thank you. <laughs> That's the deal going on. Two podcasts, five dollars. We got five dollars. Four dollars, five dollars. Four for eight. Dorbs are eight. Subscribe for five dollars a month or more to get at least two exclusive podcasts every month. There's over fifty pieces of content on Patreon.com/slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Subscribe to our Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, and uh, uh, sign up for a Twitch Prime account from your Amazon Prime account. It gives us a little money, and it's free for you. And you get special perks and emotes and emojis and shit in Twitch. So, um, other than that, we appreciate you listening to this very long episode. And keep your uh, prolapses wet out there. Yeah, moisten your prolapse. Yeah. Bye!